26 sucks. Dude, I hear it in your voice, and I feel for you. Yeah, and this is almost over it, too. Wow. When did this start? Uh, Friday night, so nearly a week. And, you know, that's something that's kind of weird about it, you know. Normally, being sick, you know, having a cold, it's something you kind of wake up with usually, you know, after your body's been chill, and you wake up, and you're like, oh, and I have a sore throat and I'm sniffling and all this. I was fine all day until probably like 7 o'clock at night, something like that. And then all of a sudden I sneezed or something and it just, my head erupted. Wow. Wow. Yeah. So I am uh, I am nowhere near close to being sick. I've just been dealing with my typical fucking headache shit all day long. Gotcha. I, I've sometime in the future, I suppose, when I actually get a full time uh, military job and have insurance that's steady, I'm gonna have to start going seeing doctor about parts of my body, my head being one of them. Not because mm-hmm. I'm, not because I'm uh, psycho or anything, <laughs> because I get headaches way more than I feel like I should. Yeah. And they're always pretty intense when they come on. It's very rare. Like it's if I if I feel like I think a headache's coming on, I have to take like a BC powder immediately, and maybe I can stave it off. But it seems like either it will get a hint of a headache will come and then go, or even after four fucking BC powders, I'm dealing with this severe almost closing my left eye watery eyes throb all day yeah i hear you and it sucks man i'm really tired of dealing with headaches it throws my whole day off if and it it, if it happens at the house it's not so bad i guess because i'm at home and i have to work i have to do Mm -hmm. anything i just gotta sit here and fucking suffer through it but when i'm at work it saps everything out of me oh yeah and it's you know, I never ever like being the guy that's like trying to get a get out of work or to not do enough work. But I'm like trying to convey your pain and your ache to somebody that has like they're not feeling it. It's it sucks. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I actually took Monday off work, and I should have taken Tuesday, but I had too much work to do. Um, yeah, because I already knew last week I was going to do that. Um, and I'll get that mm-hmm. into a minute, but. Uh, yeah, so it was a brutal Tuesday. I actually, uh, at one point, I think, just got off the computer and chilled for a bit. Um, took a good break because it just and then woke up much. thirteen hours later. <laughs> <clears throat> no, no. Did uh, did you go see anybody for this, or did you just go get some medicine and? just wrote it out no i just uh a couple of days i've taken some motrin for a headache but that's it yeah yeah well i'm glad you're coming off of it you know something else i've noticed too these times where i have been sick it's like they'll be like the worst of it will be almost a week long but i feel like i'm never fully over everything until like even two weeks after that yeah. I feel like I'm constantly in this, I still have a runny nose, or I still have a sore throat, or I still feel 
kind of sort of off. Yeah, it's, it's like I. It's weird. It's for for me. It's one of those things I was thinking about. I was like, you know, I don't realize how much better I was feeling until it hits me again. And I'm like, oh yeah, yeah. this is a lot worse <laughs> than what I was feeling, huh? Yeah. I guess I was doing okay mm-hmm. then. So, uh, yeah, you, so you weren't here for the Saturday recording, obviously, you know, you were sick. Um, was there, it, we, uh, hello everyone and welcome to the end of time cast. I'm Michael. I'm Chris. And, uh, I wanted to start today off by if there was anything that Adam and I went over Saturday that either, well, aside from all the corrections, man, you're <laughs> live, you're live on the spot. Well, actually you saved us a ton of work. But if there was anything that we went over that you wanted to also discuss or anything that we didn't go over that you want to go over, uh, by all means, man, the floor is all yours. Yeah. So first off, start off uh, last week. I was actually, we recorded on Saturday because I was supposed to be out of town. Mm-hmm. And then the uh, hurricane decided to head right towards where I was uh, down in South Carolina. So we flew out early after one day of work there instead of five. Um, mm-hmm. So that was fun, you know, going on a trip for essentially no reason. Um, <laughs> but on the bright side, I got to play some more games. Um, I think one of the biggest things uh, news related for last week uh, that wasn't discussed was Destiny 2, uh, year two, the uh, first raid was launched. Mm. And it took. Hold on, let me let me let me reference my notes. Uh, sixteen, no, eighteen hours and forty-eight minutes for the world's first to happen. Wow! I believe wow. the raid before that took like six hours. Um, mm-hmm. This is the longest raid in Destiny history. Now, uh, it is the first raid to overtake the first raid that with that was launched in destiny one uh mm-hmm. vault of glass it took 14 hours for someone to complete so this is four hours longer wow. almost five hours longer than the very first raid took to to hype this up for our audience in case for for the gaming and non-gaming audience that doesn't know what this is typically when an mmo releases a patch or or an expansion you will have uh, these high-tier, what they're called, raids, where you and basically really experienced and or uh, very high, very highly geared uh, players will get together and you will tackle this brand-spanking-new dungeon or boss scenario. And typically there's like an unspoken race around the world where all the groups are trying at the minute that fucker drops let's get our gear we're already got a gear let's get in and let's start trying these things all right what's this boss got okay he's got a sword he's got a sword and he moves to the left all right let's all move to the left with him up oh, we can't do that because there's lava there all right we all wipe start over all right well he's got a sword his sword's on the right hand side he's moving to the left let's move to the right okay we can't move to the right because he just swiped and cleaved everybody now we're all dead let's so every team in the world in this new raid are trying like they have no idea what to do this is probably one of the most fun things to do in a raid uh is you you don't know the mechanics you're got a brand new situation and you're trying to figure it out 
And there's kind of this unspoken race around the world on this one game where all these groups are trying to be the first ones to go, hey, we cleared it. We cleared it. Here's how we did it, etc. Here's a record saying we did it. And and here you yeah. go. And we're the world's first. Uh, and that's for almost every MMO-style thing around. Final Fantasy XIV, Destiny 2, World of Warcraft, you name it. All of them that have raids are known for this stuff. So it's 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 pretty intense. And it's also pretty awesome when you're part of the group that says, hey, we're the first to do it. Yeah. You know, it's, a, it's, a, it's a competition badge of honor for sure. Yeah, I started watching um, when it launched that uh, one EST. Uh, the day it dropped, I don't remember which day, so I'd have to go look it up. But I started watching then, uh, watched most of the afternoon, and I was like, man, I'm going to go to bed. They're going to finish it, but you know what? It's been fun what I've been watching. Uh, watching Professor Broman and his team. I can't remember who all was on it. Uh, but I woke up the next morning, and still nobody had finished it. Hmm. I was like, oh, wow, that's crazy. Um, but yeah, so Bungie actually sets up and they put some tweets out on their uh, Twitter. Uh, they essentially have kind of a, a movie theater style room where when worlds first are, you know, up for grabs, they actually bring in, you know, devs and team members that work on the game and whoever else they bring in, I'm sure. Uh, and actually mm-hmm. watch all the different Twitch streams of these teams Go side by side competing for the uh, world's first. And uh, I think there's actually a, uh, I don't know if it's still true or, you know, when it, when it applies to, but they, I've heard something about there's a day one emblem. If you beat the raid on the first day, uh, you oh, get wow. a special emblem. Awesome. Uh, I think there was some questioning about when the day mark ended you know whether it was 24 hours if there was a certain time because it took mm-hmm. so long it's like are they still going to get their emblem because they certainly deserve it but <laughs> oh man it was crazy to watch and it's this has got to be i think the single uh what's the word to use the biggest level increase at the time of a drop of a uh, expansion drop in relation to uh, the content because I think the the team I was watching Professor Broman and them they were only around 547 to 551 I know that changed some with drops they got while they were working on it but uh, the recommended level i think the recommended level was like five someone says 550 but the lowest content in the raid was like 565 570 something like that so they were severely under leveled uh when they first went in they were actually doing tests to see if anybody in their group literally could not do damage to the enemies because if you have too big Mm -hmm. of a gap you do nothing they technically are immune to you Wow. So it was a it was a huge jump, and I was <coughs> excuse me, try not to do that too much. Um, the I thought I was doing pretty good, you know, as far as content went, because you know you don't have to be max level, and I had heard that it was like six hundred was the cap, and five hundred was the soft cap. Boy, is five hundred the soft cap? 
But I, I was happy, you know, <laughs> until I saw the raid. I was like, oh, yeah, I'm 505. I can do pretty much most of the content, you know. Uh, and pretty soon I'll be raid ready. Uh-uh. Mm-hmm. Um, I was 505. I'm currently 510 after playing a little bit this week. Uh, I haven't been playing it that much um, because of all the other games that have dropped. But I wanted to get and do some of the weekly stuff. Uh and I had talked about the uh, the progression, they, how they changed the milestones and whatnot. Uh, and I'm I still have mixed feelings on it uh, because before the milestones were a set of objectives, I think there were six or seven you could do, and you'd get your powerful gear, and that was it. Uh, now they're in the form of bounties and. There are still milestones, but they show up on the director, uh, the map where you choose destinations and whatnot. Um, it's, I don't know. It, I feel like it's slower, but I also feel like there's more that you could do. So yeah. I think some of them may be harder to get, but they're there. You know, if you can do everything in one week, which I don't think is a huge issue for most of them. Um, but there are... Um, I also have questions about what's actually supposed to award gear that will help level you. Um, mm-hmm. Because there are... Typically when talking about gear, there's regular drops and then powerful drops. But there is technically an in-between. I just don't know what that in-between is in the year two model. Mm-hmm. Um because there are a few things you can do that will, maybe not all the time, but occasionally give you higher level gear, you know, at least one or two, whereas powerful is, say, five. Yeah. Um, but I I still have mixed feelings about it. I do like, as from an interface perspective, I'm okay with the change they made, it not being on the director as the uh, milestone list. Mm-hmm. Kind of was nice to have that centralized look because now you have to go, okay, let me go to crucible. What are my options in crucible for earning gear? Okay. Let me go to strikes. What's my options here. And they do show on the map, a little icon that there is something in that, uh, category or on that planet that will give you this higher gear, but you still have to go into look. And so right. just looking at the director and going, okay, strikes, crucible, uh, nightfall raid, okay, and anything else that happened to be on there. Mm-hmm. Um, so it it's, I guess the best way to put it is I'm indifferent, really, because mm-hmm. I can see both sides of it. Um, but I don't think either is necessarily bad. Uh, my concern is more with actually leveling, uh, because having the soft cap be five hundred. When you have a two, uh, well, the cap's now 600, but it went from 400 to 600. You have a 200 level increase, but the soft cap is 100. Um, And for those that don't know what a soft cap is, it means basically all the drops you get in the wild, just from random enemies or whatnot, whatever, they stop at that level Mm -hmm. and will never never drop higher. Um, There are, there's another tier Aside from what I was talking about earlier, uh, I think that's what they refer to as the legendary drops. Uh, that just means they're going to be essentially your level. 
um, which I don't even know if they're still doing and everything like they were before. Uh, it used to be that blues would drop at the soft cap. Purples would uh, have a moving soft cap that was essentially five levels under yours. So you could always get some drops that are at least close to your level. Um, so if you got a drop for a weapon or a piece of armor you really liked, you wouldn't take a huge hit to equip it um, before you could upgrade it to match your current level. But now, you know, being 510, sub drops at five, uh, 500, that's a 10 level gap and it's not going to get any better. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just going to keep getting worse as I get higher and these drops are still super low. Um, I don't know. I, I played Iron Banner as well. Iron Banner is going on this week. It's, um, so they had changed. I talked about the, uh, the Iron Banner where they made the power plays where if you take over all three control points, uh, they are frozen for you for 30 seconds and you get, you know, that boost to your points, double points or whatever it is, uh, for the duration. I wasn't a huge fan when they did a test of it not too long ago, uh, before year two dropped playing it this week. It felt a lot better. Um, I don't know if it's just because it had a different crowd of players, um, but I didn't feel, or if they made any adjustments to it, uh, such as, you know, shorter duration or anything. I didn't actually time it to see if it's still 30 seconds. Right. Um, but it felt better. So I don't know if they did something or not. I wonder if I just got used to it, you know? Because yeah, anytime they be. change something like that, um, takes some getting used to. Uh, so Iron Banner is still... I enjoy Iron Banner. It's been one of my favorite events through Destiny. And it's rough now because they actually added back in the the level advantage. Mm-hmm. So if you go in at 500 going against 550s, they hit you harder than you hit them. Ah. Which I don't mind. Um, that's how Iron Banner was from the start. But then they changed it probably... <coughs> oh, excuse me. They changed it probably year two of Destiny 1. They changed it around year two of Destiny 1 to where level didn't matter, which isn't a huge deal. Um, it just makes everybody able to, you know, enjoy it a little bit more. Mm-hmm. And looking on Reddit, there are people that are like, yeah, if you're only 500, you're not going to enjoy it, so don't do it. Um, I was 505, and it was very rough. Yeah. Um, I don't think having the level matter is a good idea in the current state as long as the drops do not level you up, which is very frustrating. I've talked about this before. Iron Banner in year one of Destiny and most of the year two was my go-to way of leveling. I didn't care for raids. Still not huge on them, but I did more later in uh, Destiny 1's lifespan or life cycle. But in Destiny 2, didn't enjoy the first raid, didn't do any of that stuff. So I was like, okay, Iron Banner, I'd like to level, you know, with it. But they still are not letting you, they're still soft capping it essentially. So all the drops are at 500. I'm at 505 to 510 now still dropping at 500 and there are some long-term goals uh, 
So like for all of the week of Iron Banner, you can potentially earn, I want to say, three powerful Ingram. So three chances at uh, upgrading a slot or two. But you have to play, let's say, 100 games or 200 games to get those three. Mm -hmm. That's not a good effort, time, reward uh, ratio to me. Um, I want to play more Iron Banner, but I have nothing that will reward me for doing it aside from these way in the distant milestones that I may or may not even hit in the week. Uh, but at the same time, I have these other milestones. I can go do my strikes, and I'm guaranteed after three strikes, or first after one, I think, uh, or one heroic story, I'll get one. After three strikes or five strikes, I'll get one. That's much quicker. You know, that's an hour to get the one that takes five strikes if it's five, because they're roughly 10 to 15 minutes each. But I could spend, you know, 100 hours in Iron Banner, and eventually get one, maybe, if I'm completing the objectives it wants me to do. To do. But per game, I'm essentially getting nothing. Yeah. Um, I got to the point where I didn't even check my inventory after matches ended. Oh, I just waited until wow. I'd done two or three. And then, like, all right, I need to clear out my inventory space so I don't have to go deal with the postmaster later. So wow. let me go highlight, delete, highlight, delete. All right, mm-hmm. all my drops are gone. Move on. Um even with the Iron Banner specific gear, of course, those drops I care about because I want the set for the event, but they're dropping under leveled. So I can't wear them because um, they changed infusing. So it takes more resources to infuse stuff now. Mm-hmm. So even that part of it's slower. Mm-hmm. Um, it's kind of a give and take there because they, they, Disable the thing where you had to have the same type of weapon to upgrade one. So, like, I can use an assault rifle and my scout rifle now to upgrade it, uh, which is good. I love that. That's the way it should be. It's the way it was before. I didn't like that change. <clears throat> but now, to help keep that from making the upgrade process trivial, they added in additional material requirements. So, you have to put it forth a little bit more effort, and you can't upgrade everything. You know, you have to actually work your way through, pick and choose, and then use extras once you have your stuff to upgrade others or secondary, you know, tertiary uh, gear sets, Mm -hmm. which I'm fine with, um, but it just makes the process a lot slower. Um, I have, like like the Iron Banner gear, for example, I have three pieces of it, and I had them for probably three hours until I specifically went to farm the materials I needed to upgrade them using other drops I already had or I was using before that because they dropped at 500 and I had, I think, a 513 cloak or something. So I had to wait until I could afford to infuse that 513 into it and then I could start wearing it, which isn't cool. Um, And it's especially not good uh, when it comes to, like, there are apparently... Well, first off, there's a triumph or a bounty, rather, that gives you something if you win a crucible match wearing all pieces from the crucible. So you play enough to earn those drops, you equip them all, win a match, you get a bonus, you know, because you've played enough to earn the equipment, etc. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. In a normal crucible, 
level doesn't matter. It's uh, not like Iron Banner. So it's not a huge deal, but it's also one for strikes. Well, strikes level do matter because it's PVE. Um, but if these drop 15 levels below me, I can't wear them until I can infuse them or I'm going to be running this event at a lower level. Um, so for the strikes, okay, I'll do the 400 power strikes instead of the 500 power strikes because I can't upgrade my gear, you know, so I don't want to put myself at a disadvantage. Um, but then you get lesser rewards because you're playing the easier version. Um, I, I was looking, um, somewhat, I didn't find one post that really gave all the information, but I really want to find a post on the, uh, subreddit, uh, to see, you know, a breakdown of this is what rewards this, this, and this, you know, these are the things that are, you know, guaranteed to give you an upgrade. These are things that might give you an upgrade. And these are things to not bother with, you know, um, and th those breakdowns will come. Um, normally, I'm sure one might, might exist by now. I just haven't seen it yet because I haven't been on the subreddit a whole lot uh, because of all the other stuff I've been playing. Yeah. Um, but so far, I'm still fairly happy with uh, the year two of Destiny 2. Still, and I probably should have worked on this more before worrying about Iron Banner and stuff, but I'm still working on the post-campaign story-related stuff. So I still can't speak to the full uh, length of the story-related content yet. Um, and that's when I'll be able, really be able to determine, you know, an opinion on if the story was worth it, you know, if Cade being gone was worth it. Um Shifting away from Destiny, uh, Trials Rising had its closed beta last week. Mm -hmm. um, have you ever played a Trials game? Nope. I think there was a Trials that just came out free on one of the PlayStation giveaways, right? Yep. Yeah, I have that one. Have it downloaded. Haven't got around to it. But, right. well, I'm trying to think. <clears throat> I think I may have played a demo before way, way back in the day around the time Trials first came around. Yeah. I get the gist of it. I know what it is. I've seen it played. Um, but I'm no expert on the subject. Yeah. So for those that don't know, Trials is a game where you ride a motorcycle going through a level in a, um, at least in the older games, in a more of a 2D from the side style. Uh, it's a 3D game, but just the camera viewpoint is that 2D, you know, look. Um and basically, trying to make it over obstacles, through obstacles, etc. Um, and the game's kind of evolved, so it's not that, you know, static 2D approach. Now it's more of a 3D, uh, where, you know, you actually are going around corners some, and the camera's not necessarily at that, you know, 90-degree angle. It's got some different camera angles, etc. Um, but Trials Rising is their latest game in the Trials series, and... I'm just going to throw out, I'm I'm not very good at the game. Um, I enjoy playing it, but I uh, when I get to the hard levels, that's usually my wall in progression. Um, but I actually got accepted into the closed beta because um, I signed up for 
pretty much every beta available to me mm-hmm. um, on the Ubisoft website. Um, went in, and as far as gameplay goes, it's still trials. It's still, it feels kind of it pretty, nah, let me think. It feels the same when you're playing it, which isn't a bad thing. Um, I'm not sure what all changes they made, if any, to actually know the way the bikes handle and whatnot. Uh, the story, if you will, of this game, um, is a little bit different. Uh, there's a world map approach as opposed to just a level select approach. Um, so at certain points you can choose where you're going to go. You have a lot of options. You have sponsors and sponsor deals that you can, so you can kind of pick and choose levels, you'll have a sponsor opportunity for levels you've already beat where they want you to get, you know, certain objectives, you know, do beat the level, but have a wheelie for 10 meters in the middle of it somewhere or over the course of it, you know, so they give you additional objectives. So it kind of gives a little bit more replayability. Um, for a closed beta, it was fairly solid as far as gameplay goes. Um, there were a couple bugs. One of them, I went on the forums to report, and it was already known issue, and they already had a fix for it, a workaround. Um, I reported two other minor bugs uh, that weren't game-breaking by any means. Um, I think the worst case was just restart the game and you're good. <laughs> no. So, not bad for a closed beta. Um, I mean, I'm, I'll probably play it when it comes out. Um, I don't know if I'll get it immediately. Then maybe when I wait on a little bit, um, unless I'm, you know, dry on games for the time being, but I don't think so. Uh, if anything, I might get it earlier just for, uh, the kids if they're interested. Yeah. Um, cause I have, uh, two different trials games now, two or three. Um, and I know one of them gets played, uh, by at least one of the kids fairly often so I might grab it just so they can play it Um, I don't think there's anything child unfriendly about it other than just the generic you know violence involved in the wrecks and whatnot yeah because the levels are treacherous you know there'll be fire and uh, whatever else you know obstacles and (laughs) it's not like it has gore I don't think at all Uh, it's more just funny ragdoll effects and stuff yeah. Um, so that was fun. Um, I'm trying to think. Okay, so <laughs> I'm glad I remember this because it's something I really wanted to talk to you about. So I've been, you know, on a, for a while on a D&D kick and it kind of tapered off. Um, I've been watching Critical Roles still. But a couple of nights ago, I was like, I really feel like watching some D&D, you know. Mm-hmm. If I'm not going to play, I want to watch. Um, see, you know, if there's any other streams out there, whatnot. Which, of course, there are. You know, people love D&D. And it's getting a, a bit of resurgence lately. Uh, thanks to, you know, people like Critical Role and uh, JP and all those other huge D&Ders. Uh, but la- night before last... I go on Twitch, go to the Dungeons and Dragons directory, right? I'm like, all right, let me find something. I 
Like, okay, open. Nope, not actually playing. That's just something else. All right, they're playing. Let me let me look at this. Okay, not interested. You know, not. Yeah, not not actually. You know, a D and D system. They're playing Pathfinder, and which I don't mind. You know, I don't think there's anything wrong with it. I'm just not familiar with it. So, like, mm-hmm. all right, move on. Okay, this is a D and D stream. They appear to be playing Five E, which is the edition I'm now playing. So I'm very familiar with it. Okay. And then I noticed some things on screen on their layout and I'm like, huh. So what they had done is when people give bits to the channel, it impacts the game. So like say someone donates 500 bits, which are $5, then a player or all of the players will have a uh, essentially an inspiration die or uh, on one of them I watched, they would get uh, a free natural 20 to use hmm. at their time of choosing. Nice. Um, it was $5 per player for that one. So you could mm-hmm. pay $5 to get a character natural 20. I'm like, huh. So I'm, I'm really torn on this because it, it seems like something fun to do with your viewers and stuff, but it also seems like something that I would never want to see on a serious campaign. Yeah. Yeah. It it feels like it would cheapen it in a sense and, um, take away some of the accomplishment. Yeah. Uh, and I didn't realize how big this was. Um, I actually switched to another channel and this one, had where uh, if you for every five dollars or or I'm sorry it was like every twenty dollars or every five subs then all the characters would get a inspiration die which is a re-roll mm-hmm. um, which isn't bad and if watching it actually got to the point where one of the characters who apparently is notorious that player is for rolling low um, which was very well proven in the little bit I watched of it. Uh, people actually, you know, drop subs so that in the midst of this going on, he's like, oh, I just failed my roll. And then the subs rolled in and DM's like, well, if you want, you have a re-roll now. And he did that. And he went through, I want to say, five re-rolls. Wow. To finally get the positive result he needed. Yeah. Um, and I'm like, eh. Yeah. Eh. Uh, yeah, you yeah. can't. Uh, I don't know. I'm sure there are negative ways to spin it too, but there's just like a movie or a story or a book or even games. I mean, you've got to have a little bit of falling down. You yeah. know, I get when you're in the shit and you just keep having bad rolls. Believe me, I know. But unless that's suddenly becoming like a game ender for you just constantly use this is like save stating you know yeah <laughs> just, uh no it's it, no i just i wanted to swing my sword twice not once uh, i'll just keep rolling up no nah, nah, i don't know it's yeah and plus it's not even you that's doing it you know just like you said it's it's more of a it's, it's almost like a weird pay to win hey can you guys pay me to win <laughs> yeah yeah I get the entertainment value of it. I get the interactivity of it. I get the audience participation of it. 
and you know, while neither condoning nor condemning, I just I understand it. Yeah, there was another one, and I didn't realize how big this was because I went through like four or five different channels and saw the same thing. Um, with the one with the rerolls, it was a pretty big channel, and then there's one that was even bigger where they had they didn't I don't know if they accepted bits or not, but on the screen the layout had it in you know cash uh, donation format. But for like $100, you could actually insert something in the game as essentially the DM. Um, I don't know. It said as long as it fit in the story or, you know, wasn't completely crazy. Um, and I didn't stick around because I wasn't really interested in the game they were playing in particular. But it's just all these things. And there was like tears. It was like $10, $20, $50, and then $100 or something like that. And each one had its own in-game, you know, reward associated with the game and giving some sort of power. Mm -hmm. I think one of them was uh, uh, either natural twenty or rerolls and stuff like that. Uh, but yeah, I, I don't know. I don't think, like you said, I get the entertainment value of it. I get that crowd interaction part portion of it, but I just I don't see it being super fun in the long run. To yeah. have that happen. I think that's about it for me, aside from uh, our topic today. Um, so that's all of your week and all the stuff that we didn't cover Saturday that you wanted to go over? Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, uh been playing a few games uh haven't really done anything outside of gaming other than uh indulging my wife on her gundam wing <laughs> or her gundam uh model kits uh, it's, it's it's awesome for me to be able to do this man and i feel so i i'm gonna get around to watching gundam folks uh, at this point i mean my wife is in my house in our house building gundam model kits and i'm the guy i'm the fucking mm -hmm. nerd so i can't i i have no i have no truck with watching this anime i just never have and i never got around to it and now that she's getting these and she's asking me to you know we're buying all the, we're buying all the gundam stuff we possibly can all the animes ovas and all that stuff i'm gonna get around to watching all of it and uh i'm sure it's good i just unfortunately can't share the passion for it like she has because it's one of the tens of thousands of anime series i just never got around to watching uh we do have an episode uh where we talked about anime chris was that me and adam or me and you no it was you and adam all right we me and you can have a uh we'll, we'll do a dj run that back one day me and you will do our own little anime episode it'll probably be yeah. a, a lot of regurgitation of my shit but yeah i'd love for the audience to get to know your anime story and yeah. life as well that was the first tangent in between episodes nine and ten yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, this is this aside all that aside, man, this is awesome for me because I can always just spend money on my wife when it comes to makeup. I can always just she just she just tells me what she wants and I'll just go buy it for her. But this it's it's I can go buy these big expensive model kits and just fucking dote and indulge and spoil her and it's like this shit is so cool. Like fuck, yeah, I'm going to buy you this, you know. It's awesome. Uh, 
Yeah. Uh, we are now to the level where we're, we're looking at Ikea for, uh, display cabinets <laughs> because once she starts having like four or five of these models built, we're officially going to be out of room on the one to two places we can store these and display yeah. them. So it's getting to that level. Like we're going to have furniture shipped in and we're going to start putting these up. Once she's made them, we're going to be displaying them and it's going to be so fucking cool when people come over to our house and they're looking at that. They're going to see all this shit. They're going to see all this setup and this top 15 on my wall and all these Mega Man pictures. And they're going to look at those and they're going to go, dude, that's some pretty cool work. And I'm going to go, nah, man, that's her. <laughs> She's going to be like, those are mine. I'm like, yeah, it's, I love it. It's so awesome. But yeah, aside from going to gaming stores, uh, shout out to uh, uh, Play and Talk. It's a local store. Uh, local game store around my area down here on the Mississippi Gulf Coast. And, uh, yeah, that's where we've been getting them so far. They love us now. I'm sure they do. They haven't said it, but I know they do because, <laughs> Jesus, we've, we've dropped uh, more money than I wish to disclose on my podcast about them. Yeah. Uh, I haven't really watched any movies lately, any TV shows. I can't really think of anything non-gaming related, so I might as well just roll into the games. Uh, quite a few because I'm still in my little turmoil situation. Uh, well, a bit. I, I think I've I've slowly settled on a couple games. I want to start off by talking about some of the games that I've uh, that I'm loosely playing, as in I'm not strictly focused on them. I kind of kind of pitter around to them when I get to them. One of them is a Steam game that I mentioned. Um, I mentioned back in the past. Uh, I, I mentioned that I've went through pretty much all these games and have tested them all out. I've already either uninstalled or refunded all the ones that I don't want which that turned out to be one so these other 60 something games for some degree I still want to play them Mm -hmm. Um, one of the games that I'm just kind of bouncing back to when I get around to it is called Super Cyborg it is uh, basically it's basically Contra uh, instead of a, a a marine slash army whatever guy with a machine gun and a bandana, you are essentially a robot, and you go through these levels the same way that you would with Contra. You pick up weapon upgrades, you pick up uh, upgrades that let you shoot faster. It is one hit death. Uh, I think three or five deaths, and you start to level over. You do start at the beginning of the level if you die uh, all the way and you have to continue. I'm pretty sure that, yeah, there are infinite continues. I know this because I have died often. I think I'm like <laughs> four or five levels in now, and it's the the difficulty is ramped up to where I'm, st- I'm I've hit that wall and I'm I'm making my way. But again, I'm not coming home and de- and devoting two to three hours on this every day. It's you know when I get around to it, I'll play it for. 10 15 minutes and i'll i'll put it down but it is very good if if you like that old school nostalgic play and uh if you're a fan of the contra series this is i mean it's it's almost copy and paste it's just uh you're a robot instead of soldier instead of a soldier it's pretty good i'm enjoying it another game that i'm playing uh very off and on uh is persona 3 uh so i started that up last week sometime last week and uh yeah i'm probably maybe maybe not even an hour an hour or two into the game and uh the 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 story hasn't grabbed me yet 
This is something that Persona 5 did immediately and something Persona 4 did immediately as well is there is whatever whatever it was about the way the story was was told, the way the narrative started, the way the whole game kicked off, something just grabbed me. This game has me interested. The story ha- the story has given me two big questions right off the bat and made me go, mm, "Okay, let's start start get some of this explained." But it hasn't been completely like drawing me in yet. This is obviously because again, I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm really guessing and giving myself credit if I'm saying I'm even two hours in. Like I can't, I, I think for Persona, that's a bit too long in to not have that <gasps> hook yet, but it yeah. could be, I mean, from what I hear, the Persona series didn't really pick up, didn't really get its stride until Persona 3. So if this is the first in those really stellar, awesome RPGs, then okay, I'll give it some more time. But nothing about Persona 3 yet has had me just, just wham, bam. I have done no fights. I've done no battles. I'm, I'm in that literal beginning of the game stage where I'm running around town talking to people slash schoolmates slash mm-hmm. digging into my home, whatever. The music. Uh, is not as catchy yet. I haven't had any tunes yet that have just stuck in my brain, but I'm just trying to lay some flesh out there for people to understand. I'm trying to flesh this out so people understand that I, I'm only an hour, maybe two hours into it, and it's hard for me to really get a good judge. If I make it, say, ten hours into this game, and it's just mediocre, well then, you know, that's a different story, but... Hard for yeah. me to pin down anything right now. So let's just, as as the audience, I'd say until the next episode or two when I do decide to put some hardcore time into it, which is actually coming up pretty soon, just, let's hold off on my opinions on Persona 3. I don't want to give it anything right now because I could play this thing in the next 30 minutes if something could happen. The thing yeah. that the thing that Persona stories do where they go, <gasps> shift could happen. just hasn't happened yet. And I don't know if it's going to. So, yeah, that's another one that, you know, I, I picked up, dabbled in minutes here and there and put down. Uh, another one that I've done that too is Mega Man X 8. I uh, mentioned before that I've played pretty much every Mega Man X uh, except for 8. I, I own it. I played through 7. I've given 7 two if not three solid chances and folks if i'm telling you the game is not worth my time that that says a lot because i give (laughs) mega man a metric fuck ton of allowance Mm -hmm. uh you almost could put mega man sticker on a pile of shit and i'd say that pile of shit's good mega man x7 just does not it does not feel good to me i don't I mean, I know there are some people out there, there's a core audience that likes Axel as a character, and I will admit his attacking versatility of shooting in, you know, the directions and all that is fine, but I don't, I just don't care for Axel. Uh, you have to understand, I'm, I am that asshole that doesn't like change so much. I say that, and yet there are times when I do, but in Mega Man, I don't really like change. And X7 rolls along, and there is a third playable character. I just, it just, I don't need a third playable character. I, I don't need him, and I don't really care for him. Uh, I don't dislike him. I don't hate him. It's just, if I'm given a choice between playing as Mega Man X or Zero or Axel, I'm playing as Zero and then I'm playing as Mega Man X. And if I have to, I will as, as, 
is Axel. The level sure. designs in X7, I really didn't care for. The bosses, I have no problem admitting the voiceovers for a lot of those, a lot of those bosses just really grate me considerably. All in all, like I said, I've given two, maybe three solid chances of Mega Man X7 and it never appealed to me. I don't know where I heard it or where I read it or where I was told, but I had it in my brain. I had it in my mind that Mega Man X8 is better than Mega Man X7. Like, it just pushed Mega Man X7 to the side, and Mega Man X8 is supposed to be better. I forget what the founding reasons for that was. I've just had it in my head that that's the way it was. So I started playing that one, and it's another one that I've kind of bounced, I kind of bounced back and forth to. I beat, uh, one boss, it's the, uh, the forest level, the, the bamboo something boss, I forget his name, the panda. Uh, and I've stopped playing that game as well. It's just, I, I'm not digging the controls. I doesn't, something about going, when you play Mega Man X, if the only X you ever played is Mega Man X, it is mm-hmm. undeniable the tight controls that game gives you. And when you go, if you were to just fast forward from Mega Man X to Mega Man 8, the game just feels off. It just feels different. It feels clunky. It's understandable since they're trying to go to a pseudo 3D look, but it suffers from what most games suffer from when they go to 3D, which is why I still say to this day, you don't fucking have to take a 2D game and make it 3D. And if you do, you need to keep it a certain way. And one of the ways is stop slowing your characters down. Mega Man X was a 2D side-scrolling sprite-based characters. If he turned left to right, it was instantaneous. If anything, there are games that do like a pixel a frame, like a, a hundredth of a second frame in between that shows the character turning. That's fine. Right. But yeah, so Chris, you understand what I mean. I'm hoping other gamers understand yeah. as well. When you make a 3D character and you take the time to have that character model everything they do, that slows the character down, and I hate that. And like most 3D games, X7 and X8 both suffer from that. It's trying to be tight, but it's just mm-hmm. it's just not. I feel that I am very opinionated when it comes to Mega Man X or Mega Man games, <laughs> period. <say. laughs> I feel like I am, but I also feel like I have enough Mega Man experience under my belt to make a fairly good argument that I understand the controls and the way that Mega Man feels. And I just don't yeah. like the way Mega Man X7 and 8 feel. Uh, I think they learned some lessons from 7 and, and kind of sort of corrected them in 8, but it's still just not... It just doesn't feel good enough. It's it's not one where I jumped in and said, okay, yeah, this is way better than X7. Uh, wow, here's all the changes they made. And wow, this is the one you need to play. I just felt like it's, it went from like a 4 to a 4.5, you know. So I haven't really haven't really dove back into that too much. Uh, I think the last time I played it, I, I was on a level that had a mech, a mech rider suit. Uh, I'm, I probably have butchered the word or the phrase for what that is, but if anybody that plays Mega Man X <laughs> knows that there are suits you get into at various levels in the game, and it's Mega Man X, who, <laughs> funnily, is a robot, gets into a giant mech suit and <laughs> rides around mm-hmm. and punches things. Uh, and those suits got upgraded over the X universe. 
and I got into a mech in Mega Man X8, and it was incredibly slow. The punching was incredibly slow. The controls were just, oh, God. When you jump into a mech in Mega Man X, it's like, holy shit. This is awesome. This feels good. It has that that sound effect if you're walking around, and the when you dab. It just feels awesome to be in this 2D sprite-based side-scrolling mech. You would think... Chris, when you get into a 3D mech, oh shit, this is even more awesome. Now, it felt it felt worse. So that's just another slide yeah, against you, the game. So you, you know what we call that? The sonic effect. Oh god, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah. think it'd be fast, but it's not. Yep. Yep. So I've, you know, like I said, I, I may or may not give it some more shakes because uh, I don't know. I just, I just feel like I owe it to a Mega Man X game to give it some mm-hmm. more. But it's just, it's not doing it for me. It would take a couple bosses and more. It, maybe the upgrades, you know, because I haven't, I didn't really get any upgrades for Mega Man yet. I just, I haven't really done much. So who knows? We'll see. Maybe I'll make it a few bosses in and see. But meh. Yeah. Uh, another Mega Man game that I've been bouncing around back and forth. And this one, uh, I mean, it's understandable if I even don't finish it is Mega Man X4, because as I mentioned in another episode, I've played through Mega Man X4 probably 15, 20 times. It is arguably my, I think it is my second favorite Mega Man game of all time. It really is. But of all the times that I've played it, if I've, if, if I'm, pulling a number out of my ass and saying I played Mega Man X4 20 times in my life. Uh, I played 18 times as Zero and maybe twice as Mega Man. So I just felt like going through X4 again and playing as Zero and I mean as Mega Man and just getting a feel for him. Just just playing the game through as Mega Man. I'm like two, three bosses in and again it's just it's one of those where I pick it up, I play for a little while and I, yeah, I, I just put it down. Uh, if I don't finish that, it's not going to hurt my feelings at all. It just felt like, just felt like tickling on old Mega Man in four, Mega Man X4 sure. itch. Uh, another, so I, I don't remember when this popped into my head. I think I was out shopping and I just, I think I saw something Zelda related and it made me think about Mega Man for a bit. And it made me think about, uh, Legend of Zelda games. And I remembered that there is a Legend of Zelda game. There's actually a couple that I have that I haven't ever got around to. One of them is Spirit Tracks. I've never played Spirit Tracks. But one of them that I do have and I've been meaning to get around to is uh, Skyward Sword. This was a Wii U title. I'm pretty sure. Uh, I think it was a Wii title at first, and then it got kind of a remaster on the Wii U. And it may be coming to the Switch, but I don't quote me on the last part. Uh, I have the Wii U version. I've had it for some time. Uh, I've always meant to play it and get around to it. I've heard... I don't really know what I've heard about Skyward Sword, honestly. Uh, I remember back in the day, I heard very polarizing opinions when it came to, like, Wind Waker. And I think Wind Waker got a lot of negative press because that game was, like, 3D and, uh, well, it was 3D, it was cartoony, and it had a different style, and everybody was like, it's way different, which sounds like me, so I understand. But, 
a lot of people really felt hardcore in love with Wind Waker. When it comes to Skyward Sword, I honestly can't tell you the temperature I've ever felt with that game. I can't tell you the opinions that have come across my way. I've, I think I may have heard bad ones. I think I've heard good ones. I don't really know. Very lukewarm when it came to the the opinion of, of Skyward Sword. But I owned it, and I needed to get around to it. So I... Turned on my Wii U for the first time in probably a year. Uh, for those that don't know, I specifically bought a Wii U long, uh, actually around the time that the Nintendo Switch was released. And I specifically bought a fucking Nintendo Wii U just to get Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild. Because at that time, it was the only way I can get it. And again, yeah. I still hold it to this day. I spent money. And I bought that Wii U, and I bought just Sky, uh, uh, Breath of the Wild, and I'm that's all I needed. That was worth the purchase of that Wii U alone. But of course, me being me, I couldn't let that be. I bought a few other games. I bought Tropical Freeze. I bought uh, Star Fox Zero, which whew, I'm gonna get around to that game someday. I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna have to, I'm gonna have to do it. But there's a couple uh, Wii U titles that I bought, and I didn't buy uh, Skyward Sword on the Wii U. I bought it. For, I bought. It, I have it on the Wii, but I played it on the on the Wii U. I've been playing that a bit here and there, and uh, I I'm a little bit I'm a little bit I, I don't know about this game. Right off the bat, that probably, that's that's going to turn a lot of people off. I can understand it. Maybe even get some negativity towards me. I understand, but I don't know how I feel about this game just yet. And the reason why is without turning my Wii U on right now and looking at a time code or a timestamp or, or a, a play timer, I'm probably about three or four hours into it, and I'm I don't think I've hit the first dungeon yet, and that's kind of irking me. There was uh, there was a lot of stuff that I had to do up in Skyloft. There was little quests here and there. I mean, I kind of spoiler warning for Skyward Sword, just in case. I mean, I think I kind of went through a little mini dungeon when I was trying to find my uh uh my Loftwing, which is basically the cannon uh bird that that these uh, sky people ride around. Somebody had captured it because of reasons, and I had to go find it. I went through a very small cave area. But I'm out of there now. I'm prog- I've progressed through the story, and again, if I had to guess, I'm about three or four hours into the game, and I I haven't I, I haven't been told, hey, you're about to go into the first of hopefully like nine, ten dungeons yet. That's problem one for me. Uh, I I don't have any any measurement right now to tell you how fast you go into a dungeon in all the old Zeldas, but I'll tell you right now, when I played uh, Link to the Past, uh, it's argue- it's arguable that the first five minutes of that game, you're thrust into a dungeon. Uh, when you leave your house, you go find your uncle, collapsed in the, in the thing, tells you to go rescue Zelda. Small basement area of the castle, true enough, but that that's good enough for me. That game starts, you know? Yeah. Uh, same thing with Ocarina of Time. Uh, you wake up and they're like, "Hey, you need to go find that." I mean, I I'm looking for like I'm looking for this to kick off, and there's a lot of lot of development going on so far. A lot of narrative, a lot of text, a lot of talking, 
a lot of a lot of me pressing through dialogue boxes right now. And I'm not saying that this is the only Zelda to do it. I'm saying that this seems mm-hmm. to be doing it a bit for my taste. That's strike two. Uh, strike three is, okay, let's get the whole discussion of uh, fee out of the way. I've mentioned before on this podcast that it, it's it's weird to me that Navi from uh, uh, Ocarina of Time. Well, I almost said Final Fantasy Ocarina of Time, Adam. I mean, God, fuck, I can't talk today. Mine's wow. blank. Yeah, I know. I cannot think right. It always, it was always odd to me, and I always felt like I could not get along with the crowd that Navi became so much of a meme. Like, yeah, she, she says a lot of things, and yes, she's annoying. She was never mm-hmm. that annoying to me. It seems like society blew that completely up. I'm not trying to say that to be a contrarian. I'm saying that when I was younger, of the 15 times I went through Ocarina of Time, I was never like, oh, God, Davi, shut up. I I mean, yeah, she talked to you often, and she gave you a prompt to talk to her, and yes, the hey, listen was there. But I understood that it was a Nintendo 64. They didn't have 57 sound files. I don't know. I just It never <laughs> bothered me. I do recall hearing... Kind of, sort of, uh, uh, comparisons between Navi and Fee from Skyward Sword because apparently Fee is apparently also very annoying. Uh, but I, my experience with Fee so far has been, yeah, she's pretty much the same. Like a prompt will come up and she'll be like, hey, I want you, I want to talk to you. What's, what aggravates me about Fee is that they have her written as almost a bot, almost a robot that Hmm. she, she, she takes 20 words to say what can be said in five. That's, that's problem one. And problem two is an NPC will tell me something, just making shit up off the top of my head. An NPC will be hanging off a cliff by one hand. Link, I'm about to fall off. I need you to pull me up. And then Fee will pop out. Hey, that person is hanging on by their hand. I think they want you to pull them up. This happens a lot. Like she maybe not exactly word for word, but she basically re paraphrases what you were just told. This has happened on three separate occasions for me so far. That to me is annoying. That's, that's very annoying. I don't need you telling me again. Now, the other negative that I heard about, that I've heard about Fee is that she does a lot of system related things, specifically like if your battery runs low. That doesn't bother me. There, every other Nintendo game does that now, and a lot of other games do that period where the in game, the fourth wall gets broken and whatever character will say, hey, your battery's getting low. That, that doesn't really bug me. I don't hate Fee at all. I think that her, the, the narrative around her character, which pretty much has already been spoiled for me at this point, is pretty cool, but yeah, the, the, the damn near repeating of what I already know and the v- extremely long talking, adding more and more and more flavor text and more and more words when you're like, I really want to press through this text so I can get back to the damn game. <laughs> That's annoying yeah. to me. Uh, strike four for me is I've had way too many times. I say way too many, maybe two or three as well, but still too many right now, this early in the game, where I've talk, 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 go take 
go take 10 steps, do something, talk, 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 talk. I, I hate that. I remember one point I got out of an area. It wasn't a dungeon. It was, it was like, it was like inside a house and then go outside a house. I was inside an area. I talked. I had some dialogue. I left an area. I walked down a path. I went through a gate and on the other side was met with more conversation, more dialogue. I'm like, <laughs> that was my gameplay. I got seven whole seconds of walking my character, going through a door, and now I'm back into talking again. So, Skyward Sword, I don't know what the fuck you're thinking. <laughs> I don't know what this game is has in store for me. Maybe once this, maybe like Persona 3, once this game actually kicks off, once I actually get into these big sprawling dungeons that I'm hoping are there, that... that those are some of the reasons why I love Zelda. Maybe when that shit is actually in play, maybe this game will change for me. There's also a fifth thing that I'm having a problem with, though, that will never go away because it is built directly into the game. I knew this when I bought the game. I knew this about the game. I figured I'd try it anyway to spite it, and it's not exactly working for me. It's that this game is controlled via the Wiimote and the nunchuck. And you actually yeah. point your your Wiimote at the screen and you you move it up to down to have link slash vertically. You move it left to right for him to horizontally slash one way and right to left to slash the other way. It's It hasn't been tiring. I don't think any Wii game I've ever played has had me tired. I mean, come on, guys. It's it's a fucking video game. If you are getting worn out over a Wiimote, you might want to look at some health issues. And I guess I mean that in all serious. I'm not picking on unhealthy people. Just saying you need to... Come on, man. It's it's not that bad. That's not my issue. It's, It's just the fact of having to do that that bugs me. It's just the fact of me having to swing my remote around and get that precise movement that I am not a fan of. Yes, it is almost one-to-one because this game specifically works with a Wii Motion Plus, which I own. But So yes, it is almost one-to-one. But that's it. That it, it pulls, it pulls, it pushes the brakes down just a bit. You know, it slows the gameplay down just a bit for me. All the Zelda control styles that I do like are there. Z targeting is there. So when you do see an enemy, you can lock onto it. You can still strafe left, strafe right. You can still backpedal. You can jump, hop to the left and hop to the right. But another issue is that when you're locked on, you have to basically like jostle your chuck in order to pop the shield up. It's not just lock on and your shield is automatically up, mm-hmm. which is awesome. It's lock on and then, you know, move your ch- move your nunchuck and then he'll pop the shield up. I don't like that either. If I- I'm so used to Link going, it's fight time, lock on, shield is up, sword is out, let's go. You know? So, uh, yeah. This is not, I, I, I don't know where to put this yet. 
I don't know how I feel about it yet. I still want to make my way through it. I'm feeling like I at least want to, I want to, I want to get through the first of whatever this game considers to be a dungeon. I don't know how this game does dungeons. Uh, thankfully mm-hmm. I haven't had too much spoiled on me. I don't know if it's like 20 little mini areas or if there's only three dungeons in the game. I don't know that. But if I go through and play through an entire like whatever whatever thing they call a dungeon is and fight a what is obviously a a mini boss and or obviously just a main boss and i'm not feeling it i might drop this game it says a lot says a lot because zelda is a very very important franchise to me but yeah franchises can make mistakes this also had me thinking about uh a game that i don't own in my possession i've never had a chance to try it out and get my own opinion but i feel like i should is also uh metroid other m i know that game got severely trounced but the main issues that i've ever heard about that game which yes chris i will totally admit are legit is that they completely they they gave Samus a completely different character than what you know of. Uh, Samus has always been a silent protagonist, and even to me, uh, or to me, which I know most people agree with, she's always been this. She's fucking kick ass, you know. She, where do I need to yeah. go? Go to this planet, take care of business. She goes to the planet, she takes care of business. From what I understand, in Metro Other M, she's given a character, and it's whiny in nature it's follow orders in nature it's it's just not what you picture however i can't really recall gameplay if i've ever heard anything negative i know it's different but i don't know what it is so that's another that's just just a little side tangent that's another game that i need to you know borrow or buy or do something and get my own opinion for it but that's what i'm doing right now with skyward sword and i'm trying I don't hate it. I don't severely dislike it. I just, I'm having for a Zelda game, which most of the time Zelda franchises are almost immaculate. They're almost flawless. This has had stumble after stumble after stumble. And I'm, just, I don't ever want to feel like I'm trying to like a game, you know? Yeah. Uh, the art style in the game is pretty good. You know, the art stars, I, I could deal with it. The, I won't say that I don't, it's not that I don't like the art style, it's just I feel like it has a different tone than the other Zeldas. It's trying to, the color scheme and the way it looks, it's just trying to, it is trying to be its own look, and that's fine. It's just not one that I particularly care for. And also the addition of having the Skyloft where I've had to do a flying thing. Like, get, get that away. Get 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 that far <laughs> away from me, please. That's something that, like, look, I love Mario Galaxy 2, but when they added those, those I think it was only two, but, like, the the uh, the parts where you actually had to, you had to actually fly something to beat a level oh i just don't like that yeah. <laughs> tilt the <laughs> tilt them tilt the wiimote to the left or the right to steal i stop i'll uh, do it to get it out of the way but yeah so i hate motion controls uh yeah man i haven't really found any that have made me just just yep this is this is what it's about man this is the future i think it's i still feel with the games that i have played that utilize motion control i feel it's 
tacked on. I feel it's added. I don't feel it has revolutionized anything for me. I think it was something that's pretty cool to try. I'm glad Nintendo did try it because that's what they like to do, but it's not something that I want to see carried on into the future at all. Yeah, the only things I can think of that where I didn't mind it was bowling and baseball. Yeah, which is where I think controls like that belong. You know, when yeah. you're trying to emulate something that people already do in everyday life, swing, swinging a tennis racket, swinging a baseball bat, uh, uh, tossing a bowling ball, I get those. But every, almost everything else I've ever played that has a Wii motion part or a motion control section, it just feels, it just feels tacked on. It's like, nah, you, yeah. no, don't do that. So Skyward Sword, uh, yeah, like I said, I'm I'm gonna keep trying it here and there. It's just when I am when I first went into it, it's like yeah, it's been a while since I played a good, uh, a, a not Breath of the Wild Zelda. You know, let me go back and try some old shit. And I'm now to the point where it's like, mm, do I really want to go back and play that? What else do I have to play right now? I'll I'll go play that <laughs> later. And that's 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 so sad. Uh. One of many games that I'm going to try. Same thing with Spirit Track. Same with, with Metroid Other M. Same thing with Star Fox Zero. The, the ones that I have heard and know of, they get negative. They have no notoriety around it. I'm going to give them my fair shake to at least. I think Zelda is a franchise that deserves that time. You know, it, it, they've earned the right for me to want to go. Yeah, yeah, I'll, 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 I'll give it a fair shake. Yeah. Um. I don't think there are any other... There may have been a couple other random games that I kind of bounced in and out of, but nothing nothing really noteworthy. I did go out... Uh, I don't want to get up and get my wallet right now, but I did <laughs> I did go uh, while we had the funds to do it with. I went ahead and got four separate games pre-ordered and thankfully pre-paid for. Ugh, finally. Uh, I did get Kingdom Hearts 3 pre-ordered. I got Resident Evil 2. Uh, nice. Uh, Sekiro, not, not, not Shadows Die Twice. Already have that one. Uh, what was the, what's, oh, shit, so bad. I got the fucking game pre-ordered. I can't remember the name. The, what was the Japanese theme one, Chris, that was out at E3 this year? Had a strong, strong um, Japanese theme. Uh, um, did it, does it even have a release date? I don't believe it does. Okay. That's why I don't have it on my list then. <laughs> yeah. So I can't help off the top of my head. Um, Doom Eternal and... Well, I'm, I'm sorry. The game I was just speaking of, the Japanese one, I couldn't pre-order that one yet because it doesn't have a release date. So okay. it was Kingdom Hearts 3, Resident Evil, Doom Eternal, and apparently I just paid for a fourth game and I don't even know what the fuck it is. So, oh well. <laughs> That's my my dumbass fault for not remembering the damn game that I paid for. Uh, Actually, I got a pre-order list here. Devil May Cry 5. Jesus. Dante's like, fucking really, dude? <laughs> you can, wow uh, I guess you really didn't like Resident Evil I mean uh, Devil May Cry 3 did you oh, I'm sorry Dante I need to get around no, to playing go ahead I need to put that on my list as well I don't have it on here yeah uh, I I I think I own Resident God, I have Resident Evil on the brain right now apparently yeah. I, I, can't I, I wait, just can you it's a, Cap, <laughs> it's a Capcom game and I can't get the titles right 
uh, I believe that I own Devil May Cry 4 for the, you know what, let me look on my Steam right now, because I think I have a copy of it on my Steam, but I know I bought a copy from the 360 a while back, and I think I've played it for maybe an hour at the most. I need to get around to playing that one. Uh, come on, where are you at? I know I bought Devil May Cry 3. I got the... Uh, Dante's Awakening version of the Steam. Yep, I do. Devil May Cry 4 Special Edition. So, yep, I need to get cracking on that one sometime. I also plan to go back through Doom 2016 again for multiple reasons. One, I want to bump the, up the difficulty. Two, I want to actually hear the 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 music from Mick Gordon, which I feel... I, like, I want to handwrite him a letter and tell him, look, man, I played through the entirety of Doom and didn't realize... I'm sorry, Mick. I didn't know it was you. I had the game on mute the whole time. What a dick I felt like, which means nothing to nobody, I know. But I found out that Mick Gordon made that soundtrack after I beat the game. And I was like, oh, no. I had that game on mute the whole time. And then I fucking turned the game on. I went to the title screen and heard the music. And I was like, oh, you sorry piece of shit. Why did you do this? but yeah i do plan on going through do and and for the third reason i want to go through it again before uh doom eternal comes out right so that'll be in the near future sometime i think i think that's it for my week i think you said you had another game you wanted to talk about and a news thing as well yeah yeah two things i almost forgot about um so talking well I'll do my week thing first. Uh, another game I played, can't believe I almost forgot to talk about this, um, Shadow of the Tomb Raider. Um, it dropped Thursday, yes, Thursday or Friday, um, and wait, when did it drop? No, it dropped like Monday. God, I think I have it up right in front of me. It dropped on the 14th, which was, yeah, last Friday, the day I got sick. So, I'm ready to play it, and then I start feeling like crap, so I'm like, okay, I just, I can't do this right now, so I wait, and then Saturday, I didn't do anything, uh, I didn't play any games, um, I just listened on the, uh, recording into the, uh, well, actually, it's for you, mm-hmm. um, I was feeling like crap, but Sunday, I was like, I cannot have the entire weekend go by and not start this game, um, so I loaded it up. Um, uh, just for the tracking purposes, I have 12 hours in the game mm-hmm. and I am, according to the game, 49% complete. Um, that includes collectibles and everything else. So whatever ratio that story, don't know. I believe I am maybe two thirds or close to two thirds done with the story part of it. I think, mm-hmm. um, I know there. I am a long way away from having all the collectibles. Um, I think overall I've got like a third of them. Um, I don't know how many more areas there are. Uh, there's probably a couple more. But so, in comparison to the previous game, uh, I feel like graphically nothing looks different. Um, this might be because I'm playing on Xbox One. Um, because I know on my PS4 Pro, games look a lot better. 
mm-hmm. um, and I don't have an Xbox One X. So it may be that I'm not seeing it just because it's Xbox One version, um, but I don't feel like there was really any change in graphics, which isn't a terrible thing. I mean, the game still looks good. Mm-hmm. I just don't feel like it went through any major leap like some games we see. Yeah. Um, Gameplay-wise, it also feels really similar. Uh, they did change some controls up, I think. I can't quite remember how it was before, but I'm not a huge fan of how you have to uh, hold the left trigger and then choose, press a button uh, to use like your medicine or these other plants that are in the game that have effects. Mm -hmm. Like there's a focus plant, a perception plant and a uh, endurance plant. I think what I said for perception, I think that's wrong, but there's three different plants. I've only unlocked two. I think I missed the side thing that unlocked the third one. Uh, Or actually I think I only have one. I missed two of them Uh, because I missed a couple of the side places early in the game and I haven't gone back to do them. But it just doesn't feel good the way the controls are, mm-hmm. especially because it's like, all right, hold the trigger. And then if you if you tap the button, it does this. If you hold the button, it does this. You know, one's for using, one's for crafting. And I can never remember which is which. You know, yeah. it makes sense tapping is using, so that's probably the way it works. But it just, it still feels weird. And the uh, the crafting of items... Uh, as far as weapon related, like the different arrow types, I believe they changed that up quite a bit. That's your right uh, trigger. Am I saying that right? The no, the right bumper. The bumpers are what I'm okay. talking about. Yeah, Left yeah, bumper, yeah. right bumper. Yeah. yeah. Uh, triggers are aiming and shooting. Mm-hmm. Um, but the way you hold the bumper and having to select, and even then, you don't have all the options you would expect. It only, like, crafts the one, uh, and you actually have to go to, like, where you're changing your weapon, highlight the bow, choose the other ammo, and then you can craft that type of ammo. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's a very odd system. I much prefer just doing it in the menu, yeah. which, unless I'm missing something, you can't do it from the menu anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm pretty sure you used to be able to do it in the menu when you yeah. paused. Uh, so that's different and not in a good way to me. Um, story-wise, it feel, it's another Tomb Raider. Um, there are some interesting moments in it, but so far, uh, aside from having me curious, nothing really jumps out in the story from what I've played of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's... I, I want to reserve judgment until I'm complete with, finished with the game, and you know I'm sure I'll 100% it anyway. But... Yeah. I don't know. I have a feeling when I'm completely done with this game that I'm going to be disappointed with it. Um, it's It feels like too much of the same mm-hmm. as far as story, mechanics, etc. Um, which for some games works, but I don't think at this point it can still work for Tomb Raider. Um when they did the you know reboot with Tomb Raider and then Rise of the Tomb Raider, it was still new, fresh enough. But I think with this third one, I believe it's the third one now, uh, Shadow of Tomb Raider. I yeah. believe it's now to that point where they need something else. You know, they need something to make it 
stand out from the others. And so far, I haven't really seen that. Um, the, I will say, I think some of the like crypts and side stuff, the area designs are nice. Uh, they certainly did a good job on environment and everything like that. Um, it just doesn't feel overall different enough. Yeah. Um, which is odd coming from someone who, you know, has played every Assassin's Creed and 100% most of them. Uh, which is a game notorious for being more of the same, but there are always things that change with those games. You know, whether it's equipment, setting, story, or a combination of all of the above, you know, things change. So even though, yes, you're still an assassin person running around stabbing people, you know, whether or not you're being stealthy about it, uh, that doesn't really matter because there's a lot of other things that change. Um, but... Yeah, so I, I that, that's kind of why I went back to Destiny 2, because I was like, okay, I didn't want to stop playing Spider-Man to play Destiny, but playing Shadow of the Tomb Raider, I'm like, okay, I nothing's really got me going. What's happening next, you know? Yeah. So I'll go play some Destiny, and I'll come back to it when I'm tired of grinding on Destiny again. <laughs> um. You played the other Tomb Raiders briefly, right? At least one of them. I played. Didn't get into it. Yeah, I. One of them, the first one I have, I think I bought that one on Steam, and. Mm -hmm. Okay, I own I own them both. One of them came with my video card I had back in the day. That may have been the first one. <laughs> right. It may have bought the second one. I don't know. I honestly have very, very little experience. Maybe an hour, two hours tops. Yeah. Yeah, I don't... I don't know. I, I feel like uh, if someone hasn't played the others then I wouldn't recommend this one. You know, I think this one, uh, probably the first one really, just because of that freshness of the reboot, was probably the best of the three so far. Mm -hmm. um, but the second one would probably be neck to neck. I'm trying to remember how much connection there was between the first and second one, but I don't feel like there's any connection with this one. Um, I actually was thinking about events and order of things, uh when some cutscenes were happening, I'm like, okay, so this is how the game's starting. Where did we leave off? Mm -hmm. What what happened in the other game? Is any of this contradicting itself? I don't think there was. Uh, but it was just a... It felt abrupt. Um, and which is okay if you're making a game where you don't want the sequels to require the previous ones. Yeah. Um, but... And this isn't like a numbered series. So I guess there's not too much pressure to do that. But I would have liked some more references to mm -hmm. the previous games. Mm -hmm. um, but, yeah, not a big deal, I don't think. It works. Um, I just... <laughs> Sorry, I just feel my like phone I is enjoy, just kind of triggering here. Yeah. I, I keep hearing noises and I'm like, is that in my head? Is that outside? Is that him? <laughs> Where are these uh, noises coming from? Long, long podcast subscribers and uh, listeners will remember. Like, I have 
900 something sound effects saved on my phone and I have a uh basically a ran a ringtone randomizer that not only randomizes the incoming calls but also incoming text messages and I never mute my phone because I'm an asshole like that I think having some video game sound effects pop off every now and again. Uh, I remember one time where me and you were talking and fucking reuse you just pops up. Yeah. I was like, yeah, he's talking to you, Chris. Uh, it's pretty cool. So if you ever hear any random video game sound effects, Chris or anybody else, it's not, you're not going crazy. It's my phone going off. Yeah. Yeah. So shout out to Raider. Gonna, you know, reserve final judgment until I'm done within probably 100% it, but. Uh, a little disappointed in comparison to the previous ones. Not a bad game, mm-hmm. just not different enough. Yeah. You know? And on my end, I, I especially since I own both of them, I'm going to try to go back into those games. I'm going to go back into the first one and give it another fair shot. I, I can't recall if... I remember the game being very set pc Now It seemed very uh, Uncharted-esque in nature. Yeah. You know, which is fine. Uh, I don't remember if it was because I got bored with the game. I believe it might have actually been some of that, or it could have been the game got bowled over by something else. But I do remember playing that game for a little bit and going, "Okay, I see where this is going," and and moving on. And depending on how good the game is, will determine whether or not I go to the second one, and will determine whether or not I even try the third one. But for right now, that game is very. Uh, it's very meh. It's not something I'm just tripping over myself to get to. So I'll, I'll in time, sometime. Sure. So the news item that I almost forgot to talk about is the PlayStation Classic. Yay! Which we knew was going to happen. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we figured it would. Um, but then I saw it pop up on my... Facebook feed as an ad from PlayStation because I follow them. Um, yeah, so a hundred bucks without a power cord, um, which is interesting. I didn't even realize that until someone pointed it out is in the fine print underneath it. You know, mm-hmm. um, I was reading through the comments on the store page or one of the blog post page or whatever on a Sony site, and uh, some people were saying that the USB cord that comes with it is enough to power it. So you can like plug into a TV's USB port or even a computer's or, you know, a phone charger um, to power it, which if that's the case, okay, sure. Makes sense. Everybody has a phone and a phone charger. Yeah. Um, So, okay, sure. If you're going to say, if that saves me money in the end, okay. Um, If that's not the case, then I'm also going to be one of the unhappy people. Yeah. Um, (laughs) uh, Idea I had that would have been pretty cool though. And I don't know what kind of adapter it does take if you buy one, but I would have liked to see it use the original PlayStation cord. So if you already had one laying around in a box somewhere, you could go, oh, hey, I have one of those. Yeah. And plug your original PlayStation core power cord into this new little piece of hardware. That seems pretty um, cool. We haven't seen the full list of games that are going to come preloaded on it, but it will be 20 games. Mm-hmm. Um, the ones we know for sure are Final Fantasy VII. Go figure. Yeah. Uh, Jumping Flash. Love it. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ridge Racer Type 4. Ridge Racer is great. Don't know about Type 4. Don't. I mean, I'm sure it's another great Ridge Racer game. So yeah. that's cool. Yeah. Tekken 3. 
Oh. Tekken's a pretty good game. Mm-hmm. Um, and Wild Arms. Oh, yeah. Wow. More RPG love, you know? Yeah. So, and that's one, two, three, four, five out of 20. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, as soon as I saw that, I was like, all right, where do I pre-order? It is painful trying to figure out where to pre-order this thing. Um, mm. I had to go back and forth between a couple of different articles before I finally saw... Uh, actually, I didn't even go to an official article. It was one of the news, you know, video game news sites. I just searched for where to pre-order, and one of them was like, yeah, you can get it at GameStop and somewhere else. Not Amazon for some reason. Mm-hmm. Um, so I went to GameStop, pre-ordered it, and then shared it. <laughs> so I didn't have to worry about selling out. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I got to tell you, man, if uh, the, the, the selling of these games for... M- multiple audience types is that you're getting classic games that either you know about or you didn't know about but were fucking hot shit final fantasy 7 alone on this little bitty console sells it you know i honestly feel that everything you're getting after 7 you're getting some good stuff you know but tekken 3 yeah wild arms yeah i mean those three alone Final Fantasy VII alone is crazy. I mean, that's just what was the price yeah. for this again? A hundred bucks. So even if you don't <sighs> count in the hardware at all, that's five dollars per game. Yeah, let me let me let me let me go ahead and just scratch that whole statement. <laughs> I did not completely didn't even factor the price in. Uh, I would say of the gaming lineup that Final Fantasy VII is definitely that's that's a large mental percentage of that price for me. Uh, it's gonna be interesting to see the rest of the games when they get announced. I'd love to see what else is coming out. Uh, I, do I think the five games I've heard so far are worth a hundred bucks? No, not really. But seven, I mean, that's just that's one of the reasons to own a, an original PlayStation anyway. So, yeah. No, I mean, I, I think I own three out of the five already. Yeah, <laughs> I think I own Jumping Flash. Mm-hmm. Um, I know I own Wild Arms and Seven, of course. Definitely some cool news, and I'm just looking forward to the more that we keep seeing. Keep bringing out classic consoles, man. What I'm waiting for, I don't know which... It's really going to be interesting to see whether it's an underdog company that does it or one of the big three, but it's going to be interesting to see which company comes out and says, okay, pay us 150 bucks. You have the entire library. Like, we're not bullshitting you folks. We can put all these games on one thing. 150 bucks. Here's your complete 726 game library. Have fun. Uh, it probably wouldn't, it, I don't know. It might not even be that cheap. Might be like 300. Who knows? But yeah, it's, it's, I, I don't know enough about the internal workings of the NES classic the SNES Mini, etc. I don't know enough about them to determine how the emulation is different, how it's working. But come on, folks. You can't... <laughs> this is not an argument that I'm... I'm not the only one who's made this argument. Why Why don't you just have it all? Why don't you just have it yeah. all? And that's actually something that when I was uh, reading, apparently people, you know, of course they did, but they modded the... Oh, yeah. Uh, NES and SNES classics and put on the ROMs they had already. Yep. So they could play them on the classic and it had the space. Um, yeah. Someone did make an argument that there probably wouldn't be a lot of room on the 
PlayStation Classic to do that because we're talking, you know, from megabytes to potential gigabytes worth right. of game size. Right. Now, sure, in this this times <laughs> hard drive space uh, conditions, that's not a huge deal. Yeah. Um, but it would be a limiting factor, you know, mm-hmm. when you mm-hmm. consider how many games you want to load on if they're PlayStation games. They get pretty big. Yeah. We'll see. But, yeah, we're getting a PlayStation Classic, PlayStation Mini, basically, so awesome. Yeah. And it comes with two controllers, too. Two of the classic controllers. Yeah. Not even uh, analog. Yeah. No dual shocks yet. That's going to be the $200 version, Chris. Come on. (laughs) (laughs) Well... That's our news, our weeks. Of course, we have Noel Actually's folks. If you've been paying attention, they were all handled live. That was a live Well Actually happening last episode. So. Yep. We will... That was fun. We will, we will swing into today's topic of Spider-Man 2018 for the PlayStation 4. Yep. This is going to be an interesting topic, Chris. This is going to be an interesting discussion between you and I. So mm-hmm. let me ask you up front, did you take any notes on this game? Uh, No. Okay, and neither did I, thank God. <laughs> because I realized probably about maybe 10 hours in, I was like, oh, I haven't even... In. Man, I was taking notes on God of War like minute one. I, had, I didn't even open up yeah. Notepad for this one, but <laughs> it is what it is. Uh, I didn't take any notes, so all this is going to be playing from memory. Uh, this was a game that I omitted from this week, but at last week I did totally mention it. I have played mm-hmm. uh, Spider-Man... I uh, got a copy, uh, I fucked up and apparently can't pre-order games. I blame that half on the industry, but gave a copy to Chris. So he, and by the way, Chris, you didn't have to, you didn't have to like roll into this game. I don't know if there was anything else you were playing and it's like took away from whatever else, but, uh, yeah. It you know, is- I was, I, I thought about that and I was like, well, it's not like it cost me anything. So I don't, but I was like, but it's there. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm going to go play it. <laughs> yeah. So, Sp- Spider-Man 2018 on the PlayStation 4. We we both played this game pretty much at launch. Uh, I had it pre-ordered. Apparently, I didn't know that I had two copies pre-ordered, but I had it pre-ordered for some time. Uh, Chris, you've beat the game. I think you put on yep. Facebook already that you've platinum that game. So, you're sure pretty did. much, you have completed that game. I have beat it, uh, minor, minor little, uh, pissy nitpick off the bat. No in-game timer. Uh, I went through my save file, no timer. I went through the mm-hmm. PlayStation 4 save file itself, no timer. This is something that's crawling up there with the, I'm not hearing excuses any longer. Uh, I'm, I, I'm going to sit down and make a list of shit that it's like, okay, folks, it's 2018, 2019, 2020, whatever. <laughs> this is no excuse anymore. And at the very top of that list, in a, in a, in a platinum throne waving around the largest flaming sword that he can swing around is a guy screaming at the top of his lungs. Every console, not the games, Every console needs to have a moddable controller option, period. 
There needs mm-hmm. to be a way that I can play God of War 4 or God of War for the PlayStation 4 and in the PlayStation 4 can basically re map that whole controller save that to a profile and when i play god of war i can load that profile there's no yeah. fucking excuse for this anymore there is none we are rolling into damn near the ninth generation of consoles coming out this needs to happen but a little further down the list I- i'm noticing this more and more i think you see it as well chris that g- across these consoles across these new age games there's there's like no there's damn near no way to tell how long you've been playing a game select games that's ludicrous <laughs> like just, just put it in there keep track of my yeah. time for me please that's not something i should have to do i'm, I'm not gonna break out my phone every time i play and start a stopwatch and add time <laughs> i'm not fucking doing that when yeah. and it, it's hit or miss but anyway this game does not have a timer so unfortunately folks i can't tell you how long i played uh chris obviously platinum so he did everything i did not yeah. do everything i went through the entire story mode one time uh start to finish i think the first the first uh side quest sort of uh items that i did was all of the ta- all of the police tower what, what, what? spoiler free let's do a spoiler free review yeah. real quick let's do spoiler free uh, just in case this game is still hot shit fresh. And as we all know, Chris and audience, you never know this whose first episode this is. So, uh, yeah, quick spoiler-free talk discussion for a couple minutes. Um, yeah, so I I streamed all mine. So I, my times was, it took me 20 and a half hours to beat, mm-hmm. and that was with 83% map completion. Okay. Now, I'm specifying map completion um, because that is story plus everything on the map. It is not a true 100% counter. Yeah. Uh, because you don't have to get the best rating on side stuff that require, that gives you tiered rewards, and you don't have to do another secret side thing mm-hmm. that uh, you get later on, um, which I'll cover more once we get into spoilers, but... So it's not a true 100%, which kind of irks me because there's really no tracking for it. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I would say true percent. I'm probably at like 95%. But according to the maps percentage tracker, I am 100% done with the game. Yeah. But that's not true. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it took me another 12 hours to get the remaining 17% on the map. Mm-hmm. Um so pretty good ratio for side stuff. Uh, quite a lot there. So the story's rather short um, if you don't do all the side stuff. Mm-hmm. That was immediately something that was kind of jarring to me, and it was something mm-hmm. I was trying my best not to call uh, because, as I mentioned before, I had seen the trailers for Spider-Man, I had seen the E3 review or the the E3 trailer, and I forget the next place that I saw uh, the next trailer at. I think we even talked about it here in the podcast. But the second trailer, and this should not be, I'm going to say slight spoilers just in case, but I'm not, we're not going to start the spoiler part just yet. But there was a, there was a, there was a Spider Man trailer that showed 
some like skyscraper battle going on ish some big battle going on at the at the, and at the end of it it showed spider-man basically getting thrown down and it showed all his a lot of rogues gallery enemies over him and he mm. looks up and goes you or something like that like looking off screen at somebody else yeah. And I started to kind of get that vibe in this game pretty early on. And I was thinking to myself, man, what if, what if they showed the end of the game right then? What if that was the end of the game and they showed that <laughs> yeah. as a fucking game trailer? And this game is going to end on a fucking cliffhanger. I, I was yeah. honestly dreading, I was thinking and dreading that. And it's the way that that game, the way this game was kind of leading me feeling, just the way it was ramping up and the, the, the way the, the ends were kind of getting tied together. Fortunately, that doesn't happen. Uh, mm-hmm. there is a point where big shit pops off and then there's, uh, there's a, about half of the content you just went through more behind it so that's not the end thankfully they didn't spoil they didn't really spoil a shit ton in the footage that i had seen so yeah i was very worried about that (laughs) i was like do not end this on a fucking cliffhanger do not do that so what'd you think about the game graphically graphically and again uh, i may be a little biased here not trying to fucking throw a wallet around and not trying to fucking play better than anybody else, but I am playing this on a PlayStation 4 Pro and it definitely shows. I got close to, if not mirroring, mirroring, uh, feelings that I had while playing God of War of wow, the detail is crazy. Yeah. Uh, Spider Man and any slash all of the suits that you can play as him in they are highly detailed you can see fabric you can see material types all stuff like that the facial animations when and this happens often when the game mm-hmm. focuses in on facial animations is wow stunning like you yeah. can see the all the perfections and imperfections in all these characters their faces their movements their expressions Man, that yeah, this is something that's uh, it's gonna be a, a it's gonna permeate throughout this review, spoiler free and spoiler alike. You can see the money in this game. Yeah, it's it's odd that one of my favorite things of this game visually is the title screen mm-hmm. and the loading screens. Yeah, um, the loading screen is just Spider Man sitting there, but it's so high res it looks so good mm-hmm. um and then the loading screen the loading screen something they did is you're always in the suit you're wearing in the game it's not a generic loading screen yeah um, i mean it is but your the spider-man changes the suit so you're able to take that time and just look mm-hmm. and it's just it looks so good yep the uh one of my favorite things talking about the facial stuff uh is aunt may yes her expressions it's like that is, I don't want to use the word photorealistic, mm-hmm. but because it's not, I'm not talking about the graphic level, but the quality of the, the similarities yes. between her facial expressions and what, uh, I'm trying to think of who the person she looks like, 
but it looks the ticks and the minor things. It's just that looks like it's a person, a real yeah. person. This this is how I felt with Otto Octavius. I mean, every time I was every time a scene played out between Peter and, and Otto, they would mm-hmm. focus in a lot on Peter, but a lot on Otto. And it's just like wow. That's just a guy. That's just a guy. You know, that's not graphics to me. Yeah. And it's whew, can't say it enough, folks. You're going to see money in this game all over the place. And not just in graphics. You're going to see it in a lot of places. So but that's part throw, of the spoiler for me. <laughs> yeah. Do we want to throw out some sort of spoiler-free uh, opinion yeah. or thought overall? Yeah. Let's do that because uh, I'm ready. To, I'm 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 antsy, and uh, I mean it's, I'm ready to talk about it. And we can't really. I honestly don't feel comfortable about talking about anything any particular about this game without uh, spoilers. Spoilers are going to happen, and part of that's going to come with my my thoughts and review. Um, this this game, if I have to give it like a spoiler free score. I'm putting this game at about a six out of ten. Uh, that's okay. how I feel about it. It's yeah, a little. It's it's the game itself, the game play, everything about the game game itself is fairly above mediocre for me. It didn't do a whole lot for me. I felt like I just kind of went through the game. I'm only giving it that extra bump because I my hat is completely off to the the. The money, the detail, the the heart that went into making this. I, sure. I can I can see the effort that went around to the window dressing of this game. But when it came down to the game itself, which we're about to get into, uh, I just meh. I just don't have a shit. I don't have a lot to a great to say about it. So yeah. that's my that's my spoiler free review. Yeah, I I don't know that I'd rate it much higher, uh, if at all. Um, it was such a beautiful game, but the um, controls took a lot of getting used to. Mm-hmm. Um, and it wasn't... I had to beat the game before I even worked out certain, you know, mechanics completely as far as wow. movement goes. Yeah. Um, it just... It, and I watched... Uh, I played some... And then I watched uh, Co Carnage play a little bit, um, not enough to spoil me or anything. But he was doing so much better. I'm like, how? What am I doing wrong? Yeah. Why am I not, you know, swinging as smoothly and stuff? But I, I eventually worked it out. But it took. It felt like it was a little bit too much. Um, or I don't know what I would have fixed or changed about it. Um, maybe, maybe some more. Uh, I don't want to say tutorials, but some more hints or something to uh, kind of give you a better understanding of what you should be doing with your swinging. Mm-hmm. Um, the swinging, though, did in general feel good. Yeah, uh, yeah. I I like that you didn't have the unrealistic swinging. Mm-hmm. You weren't able to swing if there are no buildings around. Yeah, you know. Yeah, you literally were swinging from a building, and um, they so and they compensate that by 
before you even get there not not overloading your your vision but they do show several places like hey you kind of want to veer a little bit to the left or veer a little bit to the right because here is the two or three points that you're going to be sticking on to and if you don't see that yeah. point there's nothing for you to stick on to so maneuver elsewhere it does put you in in peter's shoes to where he would be thinking okay where am i throwing this web next because yeah. there's open air here I need to find some place to get to now, now, now. <laughs> yeah, and it's one of those things that also, as you upgrade, um, it becomes even smoother and easier to do. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. So movement-wise, pretty happy with. Aside from you know, like I said, it takes a little bit longer to get used to. Uh, Content-wise, I feel like there's too much side stuff, not enough story in comparison. Mm-hmm. Um, and we can talk about it more in the spoilers, but yeah, I feel like it. It's not like. I wouldn't say the story was bad by any means. It just felt rushed in places. Mm-hmm. Um, and they probably could have stretched out another 10 hours worth of content without adding a ton of stuff, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm trying to think if there's anything else spoiler free. It's really hard. Yeah, it really um, is. It really is. Uh, uh, just I, right now. Uh, do I another thing? I guess we could mention. Do you feel like it was worth sixty bucks? It's that's really hard to say, folks. Honestly, for me, it really, really is because this game from the polish is worth the sixty bucks. But at the end of the day, it is a video game for me, mm-hmm. and I, I apparently, according to the sales, this game's already made its fucking money. So if you don't have yeah. this game as of today's recording, which would be September 20th, 2018, I would say if you want to wait till it drops in price, wait. If you want to borrow from somebody, borrow from somebody, rent it from Redbox, whatever. I don't think this okay. is one that this is this is not a system seller for me. Not anywhere close. Sure. Yeah, but it's no God of War. <laughs> no, not at all. Not even close. Um, but. I understand that this this is a kind of game where you look at it and go, oh, this is why games cost millions of dollars to make. Okay, I understand yeah. now. You know, this is a game that's testament to that. But a rush out and buy and drop 60, 65, 70 that you maybe don't have, save it for something else. <laughs> yeah, something else we should probably talk about a little bit just because of the type of game it is. Um, since Spider-Man is obviously based off the comic, um, how much comic Spider-Man comic, uh, background do you have at all? If any, uh, actual comic books, Chris, I'm not going to lie. Absolutely. Dick, like not a single bit. Most, almost all of my Spider-Man knowledge comes from the, uh, 90s Spider-Man cartoon. So any knowledge, any reference material I pull from is from that. Uh, Comic Pop has done a great job over the past few years of telling me other Spider-Man stories. So I've kind of, I've gained, I've gained more information, but like mm-hmm. personally reading it myself and, you know, of the hundreds upon hundreds of Spider-Man comics and all the multiverse stuff, I know, I know little to nothing about. Uh, all that's third party from specifically Comic Pop and, uh, the cartoon. Yeah, I, I'm pretty much in the same boat. Um, I liked comics as a kid. I just never had them. Yeah. Um, and I don't think I had, uh, well, I won't say single friend, but I think I only had a couple friends that collected any sort of comics, mm-hmm. uh, not including uh, manga. But 
I just, I never read it. And I feel like, and I haven't even seen all the movies uh, either. Um, not that that's a loss to a lot of people, but yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, I, I'm having a hard time determining if this would be a higher priority for someone who has read them mm-hmm. or hasn't. Um, I feel like there's an aspect of it where if you are a Spider-Man buff, you know, you've read the comics, you know, you know, the villains, their civil- civilian names, uh, their normal, their, yeah, I'll just call it civilian name. That's fine. Uh, if you know that a little bit about, about their background, then going into this game, you're going to be like, oh, I know that person. I know that person. They're this villain, you know, mm-hmm. what's going on. And I didn't have that because I had no clue. I mean, of yeah. course, there's, you know, well, we're getting spoilers. I'll clarify, but there's a couple that are obvious, but mm-hmm. um, I had no clue that one of the characters was a villain until they were a villain. <laughs> yeah. Um, mm-hmm. So I'm having a hard time deciding if that's a good or bad thing. Um, what what I've noticed, what I can gather, and again, this is from my I'm I'm like a I'm like a thirty percent knowledge person on Spider Man, mm-hmm. is that they this game has a pretty good mix. It feels like it does. It has a pretty good mix. It kind of kicks the door open with throwing names and themes and people at you. With a yeah. pretty much, you need to know who these people are, and if you don't, we'll kind of. If you don't know, we will kind of frame the story around these people as as we go. Like Kingpin is a prime example. Kingpin is at yeah. the very beginning of this game, uh, and yeah, it, 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 it's it's not Kingpin coming up in the world. Kingpin as a villain is already established. Point of yeah. fact, in this game, they make it a blatant point of showing you this spider-man is all this is not all this is also not a spider-man origin story peter's already eight plus years into doing this so it has a pretty good feel of you're coming in and we're assuming that you have a little bit of knowledge if you don't that's also okay because this game kind of shakes things up a bit they kind of mm-hmm. have some of their stories that are the same, but they just mix things up a little bit. You know, it's their yeah. own. I almost want to say it's their interpretation, but it's more like they just change some things just to kind of maybe keep you on your toes or mm-hmm. but, but basically, yeah, they have their own, own interpretation. There are some people that you're going to see and you're going to go, I know where he should have already been, but they're not even talking about any of that. And you'll find some people that you're like, they're not there yet. Oh, okay. So they're coming. Okay. They're going to be, get, okay. I get it. Yeah. So, uh, I don't feel that you have to be some Spider-Man expert to get what's going on in this game because I am not, I got pretty much everything they threw at me. Uh, and I felt like they had a decent amount of backstory around the people that were on stage to, to understand that at least who they are, what their motivations are. I mean, are they good? Are they bad? That kind of stuff. Yeah. So So I guess my bigger question, the better way to frame this, uh, in a specific question for you is, do you think being a Spider-Man buff, knowledgeable Spider-Man, would make this a better value for you. I think. Do you think they treated it well enough that 
it has that increased value. I think so. I think from what I'm seeing and what I've heard from a few f- Spider-Man aficionados, a very, I mean, I'll count them on one hand anyway, is that they <laughs> like, specifically when it comes to Peter, you know, they're, they're, they like the way that he was treated in this game. Yeah. So all the villains around him and all the, pr- the protagonists and antagonists alike, they, they're the interpretation that's been given has been done justice. You know, it's not something that's way out of their league. You know, right. Kingpin is not some fucking trucker. You know, he's still Kingpin. <laughs> and you understand, even by name alone, but you understand what the game tells you that Kingpin is, what his role in this universe is. And yeah. even if it doesn't strictly follow the rules, the interpretation is good enough. It's almost like watching a Marvel film. I, I, that's the way I would take it. Uh, I can't strictly speak as a as a as a buff, but I I, I have mm-hmm. to assume that at least from at a minimum from Peter's viewpoint and the way that they treated Peter, yeah, it's going to be good for you. Okay. And Spider Man too, not just Peter, but yeah, yeah. So are we ready for spoilers? Yeah, let's fucking roll into it. So yeah, again. Uh, Coming up on this mark right now, uh, it's going to be close enough to two hours into the podcast. We are going to be discussing Spider-Man 2018 for the PlayStation 4. We're going to be going into spoilers, any and all spoilers alike. Uh, so you've officially been warned. If you don't want to have any Spider-Man 2004, 2018 PlayStation 4 spoilers, don't listen any further. Uh I'd say this is probably the end of the podcast for you <laughs> for this episode. <laughs> yeah, come uh, back next week. Yeah, we'll catch you next week. Uh, and or you know, hey, if you if you just beat it and now you want to hear our opinion, here we go. All all bets are off. Yeah. S- spoilers, you've been warned. So yeah, I I hate to just drag the damn thing down from the get go, but I just I just need to get it out. <laughs> Let's fucking roll. Let's roll right. that carpet right the fuck up. I. As I was going through this game, I had a couple of high moments. I had a couple of, oh, that was cool. And I definitely had more than two handfuls of, man, that is fucking detailed. But unlike Persona, unlike God of War, unlike Breath of the Wild, nothing in this game, not once, was I like, oh, man, this is this is high tier awesome fun right here this is great this was worth this game nothing like that i've heard several comparisons in this game which i thought immediately that this game is reminiscent the gameplay is reminiscent of uh the batman arkham games yeah it's been touted all over the media and i hear many people coming behind that and going no you're crazy it has nothing it's nothing at all like it i'm sorry folks it is the key difference here is in batman when an enemy would attack you you had a chance to evade them by the enemy having a uh icon ish appear around their head and you could evade in this game the icon appears over your head and you basically have an offensive maneuver or you may web them up mm-hmm. or something unfortunately folks at the core at, at at the at the feel of the game that's still the same to me and immediately when that started to happen my interest was already starting to decline uh 
Uh, I wanted to give it some more time as combat evolved, as the enemy cadre evolved, as the abilities I gained evolved, but nothing else uh, drew severe interest out of me. I forget what the phrase is, Chris, or what the term is, but there's something to do, and this is, this is something I've experienced the most in video games, where it's... If I have a list of 50 combos, but mm. number one, it's easy to do the BBBA combo, and it pretty much does a decent enough damage, uh, enough combo damage, I'm usually just going to use the BBA combo, unless there's some yeah. reason that I, you know, thematically or fun engagement or whatever, or if something that I do in that combo has a better result, I'm always going to use that combo. I'm always going to do that throughout the rest of the game. Mm-hmm. And that's pretty much how this combat went for me in this game. Uh, I upgraded almost uh, yeah i'm pretty sure i maxed out his skill tree i got every ability all the gadgets i maxed out all their upgrades i could do everything in that game you could do and this game is not okay this is this is not the only game that done this this is also this also happened to me in god of war uh god of war there was i upgraded everything in god of war but i didn't really just explore the space with all the combos because i didn't really have to but i felt like there was enough diversity in the combat in god of war where it kept me engaged this i don't know it just didn't it didn't it didn't grab me i felt like it was a lot of mash 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 dodge mash mash and i'm saying dodge loosely but you understand what i'm getting at something i should have asked uh from the start what difficulty did you play on normal just a normal one i played on hard yeah just for reference yeah uh so the the controls in the game were good i mean it was very responsive when i wanted to move i could move i didn't feel like as far as the movement goes i didn't feel like i got cheaped out too much Mm-hmm. The times that I felt like I got cheaped out was when I was fighting multiple enemies and one or two or more of them were the brutes, the big ass oh, fuckers. Yeah. Yeah. And those piss me off because they track you like a <laughs> motherfucker. And that's yeah. not cool because if I'm moving out of the way, like there were times, Chris, I would have to, again, I'm saying dodge loosely, but I would have to evade, 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 evade like four or five times in a fucking row just to get away from this guy before I just said, fuck it, and just web swung and got out of the area. That's ridiculous. There was a lot of times where if you evaded like too soon, even though you'd land like behind them, their punch would carry them in a circle and still yep. hit you. Yep. That was the most frustrating thing. Their tracking them. was Dark Souls 2 crazy. <laughs> Dark Souls 2 level of crazy. Uh I don't know if I don't know if we're already getting ahead of ourselves talking about the combat, but that's just uh, just to I'm going to try my best to fully articulate why this game was just pick up, play, and put down for me. That's 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 the, that's the big takeaway from this for me. I bought mm-hmm. it. I played through it. I had some I had a little bit of fun. I had some cool times, but when I beat the game, the crescendo was pretty cool. 
the ending battle, the ending, all the the last say ten, uh, uh, twenty minutes to a half hour of this game was really cool, including the final yeah. battle. But once I put it down, Chris, that was it. I still had more mm-hmm. costumes to unlock, not many. I still had all kind of side quests shit I could I could do. Apparently. 100% of this game is not that difficult because apparently everybody and their fucking mama is platinum in this game, so I could have done that too, <laughs> but nothing drew me in more. I, I There may even be a secret ending, which maybe you, obviously if you platinum, but you may have seen that I haven't, but I, there's nothing to make me really want to go back and play this game. It's going gonna, it's gonna to take somebody with Huber, Michael Huber-esque hype to make me go, okay, fuck, apparently I need to go back and do some shit in this game that I didn't do. Picked it up, played it, and I'm done with it. Yeah, uh, I, I in general, I was pretty much the same way. Um, I did have a lot of cool moments just because of how little I knew about Spider-Man lore. Like, when they mentioned Fisk, I knew him as the Kingpin. But mm-hmm. I wouldn't have known him as Fisk if it wasn't for watching uh, Daredevil, I believe yeah. it is, that he's yeah. in. Um, that's how I knew him. Mm-hmm. Um, but then with, like, Otto Octavius, I'm like, I know who that is. Isn't he a villain? But mm-hmm. he's not a villain right now. What yeah. What's going on? Yeah. So there were some cool moments like that. Um, but like I was saying, it just felt like it was rushed. Yeah. You know, as far as story goes, there were... There were some times, especially once, uh, you know, more villains were revealed that they kind of, they lumped them together, mm-hmm. you know, why not break them out, separate them more. So instead of fighting two villains at a time, you're fighting one, yeah. you know, and you go from area to area and you have a subplot with each one easily add hours more to the game. And yeah. as long as they did it right, it wouldn't be a bad thing. I mean, um, this game, it's really not like, sh- a- go ahead, go ahead. It's not like I played through the game going, man, I wish this would hurry up. Mm-hmm. On the contrary, I was playing through the game thinking, man, I hope there's hope there's a lot more. And the more it kept, like, I kept feeling like this shit was wrapping up. Like, I kept having this feeling of, like, it, I'm going toward the end goal. I can almost see where the end goal is. Yeah. And I don't want that, you know. I wanted more and more twists and turns to come around. And even with them mixing up the Spider-Man formula that I know, what little bit I do know, it, it, it wasn't enough. Like, I could tell I maybe halfway, but maybe a little bit more than halfway, even if I didn't know that they were... This game is basically uh, Doc Ock's origin story. I mean, that's sure. that's almost essentially what this title is. But I could tell that it was going south, that he was going to go south, and this is going to be a tragic, you know, that the, the, the teacher has become the villain story. Um, but I also feel that at the, at toward the end, they pushed that too far. I, I know folks, I'm sorry, we're like jumping all over the place. We don't really yeah. have a format and I didn't take notes either. So hopefully Chris and I both are going to get all of our shit that we want to say out. It's just not going to be in a format. Sorry. But one thing in particular, Chris, at the ending that I did not like, which arguably was very emotional. I did like, I say like, I didn't love, I, I wasn't foaming at the mouth and, and shouting for award nominations, but I did like the ending of this game. You know, I did, I did mm-hmm. like Otto Octavius's like 
the final battle with him and the banter back and forth and the the basically the tragic story between Peter and 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 Otto Octavius. There was one part that I thought, oh, you guys are pushing this way more than you need to. I didn't feel like I, neither in the comics, but comics aside, I didn't feel like in the game either that I had it I had it fleshed out this way. Uh, he has a lot of emotional reads. Uh, who was the voice actor for the voice actor for Peter? I forget. He's a he's a very oh, well he's a very well known. Uh, anyways, he, he captured Peter. Uh, I agree mm-hmm. with that. Everybody and their mother has already said that about this guy and his acting in this. And I, I, I fully sentiment, yes, he plays Peter Parker and Spider-Man very well. But there's a very emotional scene between him and Otto Octavius. And he says a line. He says something like, pretty much like, I worshipped you. And I was like, what? Eh. Mm, that's, that's a bit much. Yes, I, as Peter, went back to Otto Octavius's shop several times. Yes, I did. I got the, the gist of, uh, Otto wants to change the world, but he's in a very mm-hmm. struggling, uh, science, uh, funded environment. And yes, Peter does look up to him. And yes, he wants to help him change the world. They want to act as a team. I got that. But, I worship you. I did not get that. I did not get that the world stopped whenever Otto Octavius called. I did not get a sorry, uh, Mary Jane, but Doc's calling me. Sorry, Aunt May, uh, Doc's calling. I did not get that level. And I felt that that one line was just a bit too much, just a bit pushing, uh, that final scene of the game. I don't know. But, go ahead, go ahead. I, I, uh, they, I think they did a pretty good job of showing uh, just how much um, Peter cared about, you know, what they were doing and yeah. uh, everything. And, you know, like when he was talking to MJ and, uh, you know, she makes a comment about, man, it sounds like you enjoy this even more than your other job. You know, yeah. Like Spider-Man. Yeah. yeah. It's like, okay. And then it plays out their interactions and, uh, like the the support you get from at the beginning and stuff, I I don't see it as being that much of a stretch. It's not, uh, especially for the like age. Uh, even it's so it's eight uh, eight years um, after Fist came around. So that's mm-hmm. kind of the time frame we're in. So yeah. he's been through college, um, probably pretty fresh out of college, I believe. Um, depending on, I don't know timeline when he went to college, but. Post college yeah. and, but still early twenties. Yeah, you know. Yeah. So it, I don't see it as being a stretch. I, I felt it was appropriate. I, I just disagree, man. I, and again, this is only one line. I'm not talking about the entire concept. The entire concept, right. I agree with. The I'm the student. You're the I'm the young guy in his twenties. You're the forties, thirties, forties guy. That's that's so intelligent, so smart. I look up to you. I respect you. I want to be like you. You're mine. You're brilliant. You're awesome. I worshipped you. That's different. That just that one line just was like Ugh. you went to eleven. Bring it back. 
bring it back down to a nine <laughs> and also solidifies like how strong of a character Oct- Otto Octavius is in the entire universe when uh, to bring up your point you made earlier there's Rhino there's Shocker there's uh Electro there's uh the the new character which we'll get into him uh there's other characters here too. I, I get that you that you want to show you have a strong tie to Auto, but you're kind of leaving the other ones to tertiary means. But in any event, I'm saying all this to get the negative part out of the way. The positive of it is the last again the last half an hour or so, the final act of this game, very well done. The fight, uh, the fight on the rooftop of the building, the fight going down the rooftop or down the side of the building, all the line reading, all the acting, all the movie parts of that, just very well done. Mm-hmm. Uh, of course, you know it's going to lead into a sequel. Uh, yeah. uh, so to tell you the ending that I got, uh, the the I don't know if it was a secret ending. I don't know if it was just one that everybody got, and you just you're just going to see it, but. Uh, uh, what was his name? The mayor. Jesus, what's wrong with me today? My headache is really messing <laughs> uh, with me. Uh, uh, Norman. Norman. Yeah, Norman Osborn uh, goes into his little secret room, and the this area that you saw earlier but you couldn't get into opens up, and apparently it's his son, and his son mm-hmm. is in there floating, and he Norman starts to cry, and he's like, I love you, son. I'm going to find this cure for you. And you're like, mm. Is 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 this like the goblin virus? And the the camera pulls away, and you see this black substance like attached to the side of the wall of the glass enclosure, uh, cut to black. So I was like, oh, so this is the way they're twisting the story. So apparently he's gonna mm-hmm. have some. He's gonna he's gonna be the progenitor of the of the. Uh, he already has the venom on him. He's already got the symbiote on it. Cool. All right. Cool. I can dig that. I, but was that venom or uh, was that something else? I I, I didn't see that as venom. I thought about it and I was like, no, that's it looked like web, like normal web, just different. Not, it looked black to me. It looked black and on him in a very weird it was webby looking, I would give you that. Yeah. But and if I'm wrong, I'm wrong. But that's that was my interpretation of it. You know, it shows him floating in this vat, and he's got this. I'm pretty sure it was black. I thought it was black. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm not arguing that's black. I just thought it looked. I don't know. I, I don't. This is one of those times where I don't have enough knowledge about venom. Yeah. To really, you know, talk about why it would or would not make sense. <laughs> yeah. If that makes sense. Um, but I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. I'm sure we'll get all the corrections uh, in the email at endtimecast.gmail.com. Let us know. Yes, Chris, it was Venom. Or no, that was the Goblin virus. It's just the way they're showing it. Uh, Either way, it shows you that apparently in this universe, Norman Osborn, who is a mayor, he's not the Green Goblin or Hobgoblin. I forget which one he is. Please correct me and let me know. But he's just a dude, and he's a mayor. And his son... Harry Osborn has something wrong with him enough to where he's locked up in a vat filled with liquid and there's something on him 
and Norman says, I love you, son. I'm going to cure you. I'm going to find a cure for you. So apparently, Nor- and this is also a story I think that's been kind of played over the, over the little side missions where I think you kind of find out that Norman like disappeared or went away or something. That part I didn't, I just apparently didn't get enough, uh, yeah, dialogue if with. You, I think there was a couple parts where I'm not sure how the dialogue changes based on where you're at in the story, but I think you get hints from the little lab type things that were left behind for you to help with mm-hmm. or that were left behind you can help with uh, not yeah. necessarily for you specifically but um those there's some dialogue during that where it's like man i wonder where he's at um or i i think because i beat the game when i did some of them uh i got some different dialogue because i'm pretty sure some of the earlier one was like i hope he's enjoying europe or whatever and then later on it was like i wonder where he's at yeah. So it kind of changed up uh, dialogue based on completing the game. Yeah. Um, I don't know that would necessarily reveal that. I think the story part did that. Um, I don't think there was any side stuff that did that for you. Yeah. But either way, that's the way the ending was shown to me. And that's the, I mean, it, aside from the main ending part, you know, you fight Otto Octavius and it's a, it's a, it's damn near heartbreaking when he has to fucking lay him out and you know he uh doc ox like hey man you know we could do this thing and he's like nah man you gotta go to jail bro <laughs> i gotta turn you in this is too bad and he's like no and it shows him being in jail and yada yada <laughs> was there anything outside of that that i did not earn but was shown like as a like a easter egg or a secret ending or anything not a, since you platinum the game no, I don't think so. I mean, I platinum it after beating it, so I don't know if gotcha. Be, okay. Doing side stuff first would matter. I don't think it would. Yeah. Um, I'd have to look, but I haven't heard anything straight up about there being any sort of multiple endings. I think it was just what it was. Yeah. So, uh, continuing continuing on with our unorthodox review of this game, since now we've talked about the end of the game. <laughs> uh, some other negative things for this game is. This Chris, this game should have been right up my alley. I mean, I am definitely one of those open world games that has checkboxes. This game damn near almost literally has checkboxes for some things. You know, it, like when you there are quests, yeah. there are side missions. When you complete them, a little green check mark to let you know you did it. Uh, this game should have been right up my alley, and I just, I it's, I just can't articulate exactly why, but. I just, I, I was not feeling the drive to do everything in this game. And even when they gave me incentive to, even when they started showing me, hey man, you want to see the new costume? Well, we'll show you it's here, but the mm-hmm. only way you're going to get it is if you do all the black cat missions. I'm like, I don't, yeah. don't really want to do the black cat missions. They're like, well, you're just not going to get this costume. I'm like, <laughs> well, I guess I'm nothing. And that, this is how me and the, my PlayStation 4 talked to each other. Yeah. Uh, yeah I, I like the Black Cat costume, too. <laughs> point of fact, uh, so I went through, I played this almost like I do most open world games. I did the first two, three, four, seven, whatever main missions. And when I felt like I was really going into the main story, I said, let's pause. Let's break this. Let's stop this. Let me just go 
fuck around in the world. Let me just go explore the world and have fun. The first thing I did was unlock all the police towers. I mean, I did the the fucking yeah. Ubisoft uh, open world shit. I unlocked everywhere <laughs> and went to everything and said, yep. okay, now I can see uh, New York, basically. Mm-hmm. Then I did uh, the backpacks. At the same time, I was doing the backpacks and the, uh, uh, the sites. I guess the places where you take the pictures, you the know, camera. Yeah. Camera yes. Shot. So I was doing those roughly the same time. And it was about, it was at this point that I was already getting kind of uh, this, this is where the uncertainty for me begins because as I was getting close to the end, like maybe having only three or four backpacks left to find and only having maybe three or four of the camera spots left to, to finish, I was mm-hmm. like, is this all the side content? Like, it's all here. It's all on the map. I can press a button and see it on the map and I can see it in the overworld. There, this, this can't be it. And I finished them and I said, well, okay, I did all the side quest stuff. Now back to the main story. And the very next mission unlocked more side quest stuff. Hey man, here's 13 more things for you to do. <laughs> I said, all right, I, I really don't feel like doing that right now, but thanks. And then I went two or three story missions in and then 12 or 13 more side quest things came up. I was like, I don't really want to do any of that right now. I just did all the side quest stuff. Yeah. I, and again, kind of the same way. This can't be the first game that's ever done this. So I feel like I'm being such a hypocritical fucking asshole by talking this way. But the the side quest shit opens up as you progress through the main story. And the more that opened up, the less I wanted to do. Like, I just didn't want to go do all those things. And even then, another thing to make me an asshole, they were actually pretty interesting. Like, uh... Uh, fl- uh, finding the birds. There's a side quest thing where <laughs> yeah. they say, "Hey, you t- here's a narrative-driven reason why there are like 15, 20, 30 something pigeons all across New York. We want you to find these specific ones, and when you track these fuckers down, they go, "Oh shit, Spider-Man's after me!" and they fly, and you have to web sp- web swing through the city and basically chase them down and catch them. And honestly, aside from uh, standard old school get Grand Theft auto shit of like drive through these rings i found that pretty entertaining i just didn't want to do them there are some missions where you have to uh chase down these drones and every once in a while they'll leave like a spot that you have to fly through almost reminiscent of driving through or flying through a ring still kind of cool because your web slings do it i just didn't care for it so those were the bane of my existence so on and so forth there there is quality there is variety in these side quests but for some fucking reason i just was not motivated to do them even though there were so many reasons why i should have so yeah i think i did i think the crimes would be probably the next most uh engagement the next most uh, quest thing that I engaged in uh, almost every time that I was web swinging through the city and a crime was reported around me I'd 
fucking do a U-turn and track it down and then get down there yeah. and fight. But the problem is, by doing that, that also just brought back full circle the mundane nature of the combat. Because mm-hmm. it was, hey, there's going to be four or five people around. You're going to blam, bam, slam them around, and then you win. But they do offer some variety there, too, because there are times where there are people trapped inside a car. And you do have to beat people up, but then you got to pull people out of a wreck. Or you're chasing down, uh, believe it or not, I had fun when I was chasing down criminals getting away in a, in a speeding car. At first, I didn't like them because it always seemed like these fuckers could drive hella fast and crazy <laughs> angles. Like, they would just turn 90 degrees out of nowhere. But once you capture... Once you get on top of the car, you got to beat the people up in the car. Then you got to pull the driver out of the car, and then you have to stop the car itself. Honestly, Chris, the first ten of those I could not do yeah. until I realized that they want you to be mashing the fucking button as soon as you throw the driver out. And if you did not do that, you were never gonna match. You could not do that. Uh, but once I got that part down, they 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 finished. But uh, all that all that being said, there wasn't anything about those that really made me go, oh, this is awesome. I just just kind of did them for whatever reason. Yeah, I was talking about the tracking of the 100%, and it really annoyed me when I spent 40 minutes. Actually, it was 40 minutes one night in like 20. So I spent almost an hour, I think, working on one of those drone chases to get the gold score. Wow. And... When I completed that, not only did I, I got some more tokens, of course, but my percentage did not change. I got no completion indicator anywhere that I had Mac got, you know, essentially three stars on that one. Mm -hmm. Uh, I only knew that if I hovered over it on the map, percentage didn't matter. I have 100% on the map and I have two of those drone things, not gold starred, which bothers me. But it doesn't bother me enough that I've gone back to do them. Yeah. Um, I'm just happy with my platinum. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if you saw them, but there are also the secret photos that you can take. Uh, No, I don't think I did. Okay. So there's actually a suit where the power that comes with it is to uh, see secret photo opportunities, which are okay. essentially the same thing as the main ones, uh, the location photos Mm -hmm. but these are specifically you can't see them until you're like say a block away or so Mm -hmm. Um, and there are 50 of them wow but there is no tracking in the game for it except when you get one and it tells you how many you have so i think i'm at like 36 out of 50 or something like that just by getting them when i happen to see them while i was doing the rest of the game but the fact that you can't track them means that there's no way to know which ones you're missing. (laughs) So I have no way of finding, you know, I could find a checklist someone would make, I'm sure, of course. Yeah. But but, I wouldn't have anything to check it against. Yeah. Uh, So it'd be one of those, you know, Assassin's Creed feather situations all over again. Mm -hmm. Uh, Which one am I missing? Let me go across the entire map to every 50 points, you know, and see which one it is. Uh, So that... That probably was the most frustrating thing about the game to me, uh, at least mechanically, because it was very, very disappointing not to get credit for an hour's worth of work. You know, one token. I so feel like this is this is my whiny 
fucking childish nature coming out with this game because I feel like when I ask open world game developers to change aspects of their games or add variety or whatever they have given me many of those things in this game and yet as a whole i'm like yeah but the game's kind of bad <laughs> like no i, I if, feel like if i if the if if this if the game industry comes to me and says well now we don't know what the fuck you want i'll say yeah i guess i don't either because you did a lot for this game you offered a lot brought a lot of changes to the table and i still walked away going Meh, it's all right yeah, I, I, I'm, <laughs> yeah, it's kind of hard to really point out really what made it uh, so, I don't know, grindy, which mm-hmm. isn't, it's odd to say when talking about open world game, of course it's grindy, you know, Assassin's yeah. Creed games are grindy, but I don't know, I think part, a lot of had to do with the combat, um, because after getting to a certain point, I was like, all right, who do I need to fight? You know, this is a very odd thing to say about a game in general, but something I really liked was the stealth in this game. Oh boy. Oof. Chris. I, I enjoyed the stealth more than fighting. I did not want to fight. If I could stealth my way through a mission, I absolutely would. Yeah. Cause I didn't want to deal with the fighting. I don't know why. I guess because this was another thing that I've like I've already done this a lot in the Batman Arkham games and I saw them mm-hmm. playing it out here. While there was not a strong emphasis to it, I will give that much. They didn't treat every mission as, hey, Peter, you need to stealth your way through. They're, they they peppered those throughout. And they in a Metal Gear solid way pretty much let you know hey man you kind of want to stealth as best as you can because if you can you're basically not going to have any combat but the moment you let loose it's on and that part mm-hmm. i like but i just i didn't like the stealth thing i didn't expect it i didn't want it and the more they kept trying to reward me for it i was like i don't want to fucking do this I just, <laughs> i'm spider-man let me spider-man through everything uh Another good thing that I can hear a friend of mine talking about, which is a plus to the combat in a way, and I guess is good whenever the shit does go down, is a friend of mine once told me that one of the main things that he likes about Spider-Man is not, it isn't, I don't know what the not would be, but it is that Spider-Man has multiple ways of dealing with things. Uh, like when he watches Spider-Man movies, particularly the Marvel uh, Cinematic Universe films, mm-hmm. he and a couple of the older ones too. I think the I think the the, the uh, I think the Amazing Spider-Man did this a little bit is showing off how Peter uses his mind in combination with his suit powers or his 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 sure. powers to take care of business. So when he is trying to go from one building to the other. Or if he's trying, if he's trying to super kick somebody, he'll web to the left and web to the right and then back up and use his webbing as a slingshot to drive his feet into somebody like that. Or, uh, webbing a, uh, manhole cover and swinging it around and using that as a projectile weapon. Shit like that I like. And there was a lot of that in this game. The problem with that is that it's, it was always the same. 
if I was in the area and there were there were there was five enemies to fight and there were twenty different things to web swing, I would web sling it, spin it around my head once or twice and hurl it at an enemy, and that's it. And if I wanted to do it again, the same thing again and again and again and again. I think that the more powers you unlock, the more diverse these become. And it could also be that combat was happening so fast at times I didn't really notice it all happening. I was too mm-hmm. focused on the enemies and the action to to see the really cool shit that Peter was doing. But it still all boiled down to pretty mediocre, lackluster combat for me. So yeah, I think was, the most variety combat had was in the finishers. Yeah. Yeah. Which there were a lot of different finishers, you know, depending on uh, whether you're in front of, behind, and the air on the ground, you know, how far away you are from them. But I kept most of my finishers to heal myself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, so. uh, it, I, I really felt that on the uh, playing on hard. Where yeah. I use the very first ability you have in the game that gives you more focus or whatever it's called. Yeah. And then spent it on healing most of the time. Um, it, that did get better. I started equipping the uh, the uh, suit equipment, your little three things you get to equip. Mm-hmm. I had one that using focus to heal gave you more. Um, and I had the one where melee did, uh, did less damage. Mm-hmm. And then later on, I think I switched to one that was for bullets do less. Yeah. Uh, and my third slot until I, well, even I probably should go and change it if I didn't already. And uh, when I play, if I ever play again, but the, uh, the third one I just had on experience from enemies has increased. So I'd go at level faster. Um, but I always had, had that damage reduction. Um, and then later on in the game, I switched to the suit power instead of the focus where it would actually make me completely invulnerable <laughs> for a bit. Yeah. Which is really nice in combat, especially against the brutes. And I, I can hear, I can already hear the arguments coming in. Dude, you should have picked a better suit. You should have should picked better options. There's better ways to do it. But I promise you, the I use most of my focus for healing. This mm-hmm. is another change to this game. That this this game tried to offer more change, and I said, "I thank you, but I don't like this. I don't like having my focus bar as my heal, because what it would turn, what it would boil down to, is me being in combat and spamming the down button, and just every time I get focus, heal me, heal me a little bit, a little bit, a lot, a little bit, a lot, a lot, a little bit, a lot. Like I, I don't like that." What would I like? I don't know, man. I like Bloodborne's healing. I fucking love just slamming that heal potion into you, but this isn't Bloodborne, and as much as Peter's a scientist, he's not going to develop a fucking healing serum that he slams into his neck in the middle of combat. It's it's it's, it's a design change, and I appreciate it, but I, I didn't care for it because it robbed me often from seeing the other benefits of the focus bar. So... Uh, let's get into another negative aspect of this game that I, again, it was just mediocre for me. Uh, I didn't really care for Martin Lee. I didn't really care for the new Mm. antagonist. This is, from what I can understand, unless I'm completely wrong, commenters, uh, let me know. Audience, guys and gals, let me know. Uh... The character of Martin Lee, from what I understand, is a new character developed for this game, and that's always mm. awesome. Appreciate that. No, 
No. Negative Man no. is a thing. Yes. Since oh. 2007 as a cameo in 2008 for okay. uh, involvement. Well, then uh, I will strike that from my record. Thank you for relaxing with me, Chris. I, <laughs> I will tell you that of all the Rose Gallery that I know of Spider-Man, this is not one of them. I don't know him. And honestly, I did not going, either. Going through the game, didn't care. Now, what I understand around this game is that apparently you can learn more about Martin's history, about his background, about why he is the way he is in this game. And you do, you get that fed to you, but Mm -hmm. it just wasn't a lot that I, I I don't know why I didn't care. I just didn't care. Uh, He didn't blow my mind. I thought the dynamic was okay, but I could see behind the curtain. I'm like, dude, you're so a villain. This is also <laughs> something that's spoiled for you, spoiled for you if you saw the Spider-Man previews at E3. Is that this is a bad guy, uh, arguably one of the biggest bad guys in this game. So yeah. me going through the whole charade of, oh, it's so cool, you know, he's got he's just a fucking rich dude that wants to he wants to help society and he's got this homeless shelter and man, he really cares about people. Oh no, Chris, he's a villain. <laughs> oh no, maybe his impact would have had more impact if I didn't know that already but i'm like man even even i don't even think yeah. so i think even if i didn't know you could you guys are pretty fu- you guys are prettifying him up way too much he's got a yeah, lot I, he's got way too much sheen on him i didn't remember that from e3 <laughs> uh, it's a good thing about my trailer memory i remember very little about trailers but uh I kind of figured there was something going on with them because of a scene at the near the very beginning of the game where Peter turns and walk, walks away and he's smiling mm-hmm. and then the smile fades and he just has that look on his face, yeah. which goes back to how good the expressions and stuff are in this game. Oh, yeah. But I was like, oh, that's not a good face. That's yeah. not a good guy face. Mm-hmm. What's his story? Yeah. Um, yeah. And g- them, I don't. I can't recall everybody else that was given uh, treatment to, but them going into so much detail building the character of Martin Lee and mm-hmm. doubling that going into the character development and basically the origin of Otto Octavius, when the other rogues gallery come in, they're basically washed I mean, they're, hey, we're villains to be villains, which at this point in the Spider-Man storyline, they already are. But yeah. they're almost they're almost treated as throwaway as as they can be. Mm-hmm. And exactly. And that- I hated that because uh, I, yeah. I thought one thing that was very cool about this is there is a redesign for uh, Electro. His in the comics, he's got this really outdated, corny looking green outfit with a he's got like five electric bolts jutting out of his face in the comics. That's his mask. And this one, they have redesigned him to where it's basically like he got like 
electrified or something, and which they have created these marks on his face in five separate directions. So it's instead of a mask, this goofy looking mask, it's it's electric scars across his face. Pretty cool design. I like that. But him, Rhino, uh, Scorpion, uh, Vulture, and even Shocker, who apparently is the the goofball villain of the story, they they fucking shit on him every chance they get. Their designs look cool. Their costumes look cool. Their voice acting is is good enough, but their characters as a whole, they came and they went. <laughs> you know, I dealt with them and then they were gone. And I'm like, man, they should all get this treatment. You know, I feel like they should. I, I understand the game can't. The game can't give you everything. Like you wanted a Spider-Man that's already in the mix. He's already eight years in the mix. We can't go through every origin. We wanted to have character. We wanted to have a rogues gallery that are, that's already established. But man, they look so good. I just didn't care about them. You know, they did a couple cool things with them. You know, when they had the, the the fight between Electro and Vulture. Very cool. You know, where you fought both of them at the same time. Yeah. I had a good time with that. thought that was pretty cool. Pretty different. Um, but the other ones, oh man. Uh, something else I don't like about this game, Chris. Something else I just didn't care for <laughs> that just rubbed me the wrong way. I did not care for either the Mary, the Mary Jane sections, nor did I care about the, uh, uh, Miles Morales Miles. sections. Yeah. The characters I cared about, yes. The yeah. parts where I had to play as them, no. Yeah, more stealth, that. more stealth stuff. And me going from web swing across the city to let me not let this guy see me in his cone of vision just slammed the brakes on the gameplay for me. And I, uh, uh, I didn't care for it. The coolest thing might have been the time where Mary Jane was trying to run from Rhino, but no, <laughs> I just, it's kinetic, fast paced web swing action to, Neil, slow crawl, stealth, I, I didn't care for. Yeah. And just real quick to share this with you and our audience, I just had a minor uh, crisis because I was like, shocker, who is shocker? <laughs> and I I actually had to look it up online. That's why I was yeah. so quiet this last couple of minutes yeah. because I was like, oh my God, who is shocker? At first when you said shocker, I thought you were talking about Electro. And I was like, okay, you just said the wrong name. Mm-hmm. And then you said both of them. And I was like, okay, so he's clearly talking about someone else. Who is shocker? Because he keeps calling him Herman. So it didn't, yeah. the shocker didn't stick in my head. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, he. every uh. time he comes on screen, you, know, you have main story missions where you go after this guy. And it's like, oh, yeah. man, Herman, you're just robbing a bank again. You're so dumb. He's like, I guess I am. And he gets webbed up and, yeah. Yeah. <sighs> uh, the, uh, what'd you what'd you think about the uh, uh, Peter MJ stuff? You know, it's not... You know, it's not Spider-Man if you don't have that relationship aspect of it, you know, okay. usually with MJ. This is some of 
this is something I'm good glad you asked because I feel like I'm just shitting all over this game. And believe me, there's <laughs> actually some really good stuff in this game. The story of this game is pretty damn good. It's about an mm-hmm. 8 out of 10 for me. 8.5 maybe. But the story is very good. And the reason why it really does a for me it does a good mix of balancing these these hyper powerful uh be it power as in uh political power or money power or uh superpowers and regular fucking everyday joe blow people yeah. peter is still peter He's he's still a, he's still a young man. His job is whatever. He has little to no money. He has life struggles. He has life problems. He has relationship problems. He's always worried about his Aunt May. Uh, it's just he he is a superhero that is humbled enough to steal to still deal with everyday life mm-hmm. and. In in connection to all this, yes, part of that is with MJ. And in this story, I don't know where in the comic book canon it takes place, but it does happen where him and MJ break up. Yeah. Uh, and in here, that's where they are. They've already broken up. Uh, they've gone their separate ways. I don't even think they're even in talking. Because uh, I, I think when he first sees them, they act mm-hmm. like they haven't seen each other in a long time. Yeah. It's been six months. Right. So at this point in the story, you know, he's he's heartbroken, but he's already moved on. They they're all, they're both leading their separate lives and then they by happenstance come back together. And this is a plus for for this game and for the story. Him going through the motions of uh should I call her? I don't know. Like I don't want to push it, but I really want to talk to her. Let's see how mm-hmm. we handle this. Let's see how she handles it. You know, should I text her? Like there's a scene where he's texting her back and forth. Yeah. And that scene was so real of how they were talking to each other because I in my life have been in that situation where I'm talking to an ex that I want to get back with. And it's like, I may have said the wrong thing. How did she respond? Ooh. Okay. Okay. I said the right thing. Let me respond this way. Oh, she didn't like that. Oh God. I need to save it. (laughs) I got to save it like that. Peter Parker is just a fucking dude. He's just a guy, and he has regular guy, everyday life problems, even though he is Spider-Man. Um, mm-hmm. There's another scene. Uh, there's another part that, that clearly shows him it's just a fucking person. It just so happens that him being a, a Spider-Man and able to, to traverse the city made it easy for him. Uh, Matt from Two Best Friends pointed this out as well. Uh, so he gets evicted from his apartment. And he's mm-hmm. like, great. You know it's coming because they he it, it, he talks about getting he's about, he may be getting evicted. There are times where uh, Aunt May will ask you how are things going, and he fucking lays it out like it is. You know, uh, you know, mm-hmm. I don't I have no money. Well, you know, I'll give you money. No, May, I don't want your money. You know, blah blah blah. I may be getting evicted. Well, you got a place to stay. I know, May. Thanks. Just real shit. Well, he gets yeah. evicted from his apartment and a. Apparently, some of his spider shit got thrown away, and he's like, "Oh fuck, I gotta go find it." So he calls up, like the 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 trash disposal company is like, "Hey man, I need your help. I gotta find this." And he's like, "Sure, man, go down this place, yeah. go to find out it's not there." And he calls him back, "Man, it's not there. Can you help me out?" And 
it's just Peter trying to get this shit out of a trash can. Mm-hmm. No different where if Chris had a his fucking birth certificate thrown away, the links that the the logistics of him going through, I've literally got to go to a fucking trash uh, a trash collector and dig through this trash to find this document or whatever you know. Uh, I think Matt pointed out is this is just two New Yorkers helping each other. I got that mm-hmm. part, but I got just the Peter man. You there's so many ways. If you were an asshole, you know, you could just go rob a bank yourself and be a millionaire, and then yeah. make this shit all over again. No, he's just a dude. He's trying to live legit. He's gonna live legit, and the stuff that he was inventing is very important. And he had to go find it. All right, I gotta go track down this fucking trash can and get my shit back. Yeah, um, he's not some genius that's you know putting all these inventions on the side and making you know all this licensing money so he has a, you know an yeah. infinite pool for. Uh, go by you know he he didn't you don't open his apartment and he's got like 50 fucking 40 inch monitors and and 30 servers and all this gadgetry we're like oh man my inventions got thrown away that's okay i've got that shit backed up on 42 different hard drives you know he's like i had this on my laptop my laptop got thrown away oh fuck i gotta get that back right now like Mm -hmm. so many little things in this game kept him grounded as a human as a person as just an everyday joe blow like you and me and then when the shit hit the fan he threw the suit on and he went into action and when he went into action this is another good thing i'm trying i'm trying to ramp this game up a little bit now trying to give some positivity where it's due this is something else that everybody has been talking about and i picked up on it before it was mentioned i'm not trying to put that as a feather on my cap it's just nice that i didn't have this spoiled that i just picked up on it there were times where Peter would have dialogue. And if Peter was just walking down the street, he'd be like, yeah, Chris, we're going to record today. Yeah, man, we're just going to talk about Spider-Man. Yeah, man, it's cool. Yeah, man, we'll talk about it today. But then if I was swinging through the city, it'd be like, oh, yeah, Chris, yeah, we're going to talk about the podcast today. Whew, we're going to talk about Spider-Man. Yeah, they recorded almost every bit of dialogue in this game twice <laughs> once was if spider as if peter was not doing anything and carrying on a, a normal conversation and recorded again if that conversation was being played while he's swinging through the city so his so his talking felt labored his talking felt yeah. he, he was out of breath a little bit you could tell when he was talking to somebody that he was kind of doing something i think even a couple times he let a quick like oh, i'm just oh, i gotta catch the bus or something like that and then when yeah. he would land and go back to walking <sighs> catch his breath and then conversation would be back to normal that is again where money in this game shows its face a lot of mm-hmm. detail a lot of time a lot of care and love was put into making this game which again makes me feel so bad that the game was just to me you know yeah and speaking of conversation another yes, great please. feature it had uh was the dialogue would actually continue if it was interrupted by something else you know say a car chase or something when it ended it'd be like oh yeah uh you call back whoever you were talking to that you had to hang up on and go yeah so you were saying and it would repeat like the last line of dialogue and then 
pick right back up with it. So I think the only exception was the uh, uh, J. Jonah Jameson recording things. Those didn't, thank goodness, didn't auto restart. Um, but all the other dialogue, as far as I'm aware, did. Yeah. Uh, and it's not to take away from it. Again, this just sounds like an asshole statement. But if I hadn't just done that in God of War, that would have been cool. But now uh, it's more true. like now to me that's like a okay this is almost an expectation now you know a lot of things about this game and even you know even God of War but there's some games that have just had these things that they've done where it's like yeah I think every game that has dialogue needs to have that now <laughs> you know mm-hmm. if you want to stop the dialogue pick it back up and have a moment it's nice to have them say so like yeah you know, you're having a conversation with Mary Jane and then you stop, do a side mission, you pick back up and yeah, it's like, uh, so you were saying, what about the, what about the dance? Did you want to go? Yeah. Like that. Good, yeah, good, I don't, I don't good, think, de- good money. Good detail. Yeah. I, I get your point. I don't think I was to that point where I thought, man, God of War did this. So, you know, way to keep this in. I thought, yeah, they did it. Yeah. And it was still new to me. Um, that I really liked it. Yeah. Um, Looping, looping back around to the graphics, I, I, I definitely want to give that credit again where credit is due. Mm-hmm. There were, from from Spider-Man's costume to, and that's all of his costumes, you know, there weren't any that, that just lacked in detail. They may have been mediocre in design, but sure. if he wore blue jeans for that costume, those blue jeans looked very detailed mm-hmm. uh to all the characters that you had FaceTime with that you talked to uh Chris glad you pointed out the specificity there the facial emotions just the minor oh, yeah. the minor little facial tweaks and and twerks here and there were like yes very human like you you didn't really get that robotic odd like mm-hmm. PlayStation 2 era of facial expressions they looked very detailed and very real. Yeah. Every and, time. It, yeah. It gets me every time I see Aunt May. Uh, mm-hmm. Not just in the, you know, uh, surprise party scene, but also later on. Uh, I watched that surprise party scene. I played it. I watched Co play through that, and I watched Achievement Hunter play through it. And every time when she was on screen, I was just captivated yeah. by how good it was. Yeah. Yeah. Uh all the characters, their their faces, their their clothing, the 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 rose gallery, all their costumes, the 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 shiny chrome look to all of them that didn't look it looked like it looked like what a flashy cartoon design would look like if you put it on film. You know, this is the this is kind of this is like the Marvel Cinematic Universe of what you want. You know, you want you want to have a character like Scorpion that has the fucking long ass tail and has the the hooks in the front that almost look like two big fangs and the visor and the green uh scaling and all that, but hmm. you want it to look really detailed. That's yeah. what I like. I like when a company says, and let, let me give a prime example here, okay? With this whole merger that's going on between uh, Disney and Fox and all that, when the day finally comes, Chris, that we finally get whatever the fuck X-Men movie we're going to get, <laughs> the moment, you laugh, but the moment that Wolverine, not Logan, the minute that Wolverine comes on the screen, 
If that fucker does not have the two big ass fins off the side of his mask and the nose that cup the little slit that covers his nose and the stripes on the rib cage and the blue gloves and the big spikes on his boots, that's what I want. Yeah. This is what people don't. Uh, this is what they don't get in the mo- in the movie industry. We want that shit. Now, when you look at a character like Electro, yeah, they okay. They did a bit of redesign there. They probably, they probably. Uh, what do they call that, Chris? When you put something in front of an audience before the before it's released, and they say, "Yeah, it's that didn't play well." Uh, it's it's not stress uh, test. It's uh. I don't know. Somebody will correct us, but they probably put that design. Somebody may have went out. I'm talking out of my ass here, but somebody may have done an actual Spider-Man 2018 PlayStation 4 awesome redesign of that Electro outfit with the big ass lightning bolts coming off the mask. And they probably went, you know what? The detail's good, but that suit looks silly. So they redesigned it for the face scars. That's fine for one character, but... Look at Vulture. Look at Scorpion. They look cartoonish, but they look like they're treated correct. They look like they're treated with respect and highly detailed. So that's awesome. That level of work and that level of detail is shown throughout that game. When Otto finally goes to the dark side, for lack of a better phrase, his costume the costume itself looks very generic it's hanging up in his room you can in the in the lab you can look at it and it says something it gives you backstory of what it is but when those fucking arms come out Mm -hmm. they look wicked they look awesome oh yeah so just about to bring that up (laughs) it's very you're gonna it's gonna be very difficult for you to play this game and not be if you're not at the minimum impressed by the graphics of this game, I'm sorry. You are a harder pro- person to please than me. But if you are f- damn near floored by the detail, I'm in the same boat as you. Definitely. The, 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 the facial features alone in this game will just blow your mind. But even when you look past the facial features, it's awesome. So good. Did you um did you do enough side stuff to interact with Taskmaster? Yes, I did. Those were a couple of other ones that I got into. I think I got as far as fighting him one time and I did like okay. one maybe two more after that and I just kind of quit. Uh This is a uh, I'm going to say that this is being nitpicky Chris, which I know I've been this entire episode. <laughs> and that's fine. But <laughs> this is where I can hear Adam going, you're just going to let a video game be a video game, right? That's what you tell me. <laughs> because in canon, and even if I didn't know that, that's okay. Because either before the fight or even in that fight, he tells you, I see what you do. And I can either copy it or mimic it or counter it. Like once I see what you do. If you swing at me with your right fist, you can never hit me with that right fist ever again because I know Mm -hmm. how to dodge it or I know how to counter it or whatever. He's telling you this. He's giving you missions to do so that he can watch how you're interacting. He's seeing me web swing through the city. He's seeing me punch enemies. He's seeing me web up enemies back and forth, yada, yada, yada. I got into a fight with him, mopped the floor with his ass, and walked away, and he left. I was like, yeah. 
you've seen enough combat with me where I you should be you should be beating my ass, but yeah, I, I beat you no problem. So you you don't really work that well as a taskmaster. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I uh, I knew nothing about this character going in, but once it got the dialogue, I was like, okay, I get his shtick. You know, mm-hmm. I know what he's about. Um, and then I fought him, and I was like, huh. Um, didn't think, you know, I mean, it makes sense in the game. You just throw stuff at things and that's, you know, your, uh, your magic attack that works everywhere. Mm. Um, but then fighting him the second time, I'm like, okay, surely he's learned and I'm going to have to do something different. Never mind. Yeah. That's, yeah. You specifically have a character design to tell you that no, once I see you, you're done. And I just, no, I don't change. Again, I go back to the AAAB combo and you're done. Mm-hmm. Really solidifies the mediocrity in the combat. Yeah. I, I feel like a lot of the villains didn't get proper justice as far as story and gameplay goes. Yeah. Um, there's certainly cool things like, you know, you're chasing uh electro around that's pretty fun to do um the fights something even though i wish they had separated them out some the fights one of the things that makes them good is that the villains aren't invincible to each other and it's not like uh in most cases i don't think anyway it's not like it's scripted where they're gonna hurt each other it's not part of the plot it's just a few position right and they hit each other Mm-hmm. There is a result. It does damage. It yep. has dialogue associated with it. That interaction is great. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, I don't know that that's worth not having a longer arc for each of them. You know? Yeah. I'd rather spend more time with Rhino, dealing with him, figuring out how I'm going to stop him, instead of, in my case, quite literally stumbling upon the answer of how to win his fight. <laughs> yeah. It's like, oh, Sure, fine. I guess that's how Spider-Man can do it. Some other small positive things that came into my mind. Uh, landing in the middle of the city in just a random crowd. Yeah. And having a mixture of results I thought was mm-hmm. a very cool attention to detail. I would land in the middle of random people, say 15 people, and most would stop in my immediate vicinity. You could see the game design around it. Now, you would see that the people, there was like a circle. And if they were in that circle, they specifically would stop. And they'll turn to you. And I'm like, okay, that's cool. But looking around and seeing like two or three people pumping their fists going, yeah, Spider-Man. Seeing mm-hmm. one or two people going, get out of our city. Or this is all your fault. I'm like, that's awesome. That's 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 some detail. I like that. Yeah. That's that's a nod right there. Because yeah, he's a superhero, but there are many superheroes that have that. It, it could it could tie into they don't like Spider Man. They could be totally buying into the J. Jonah Jameson podcast and going, yeah, he is a menace. Uh, many reasons. They, they he could have been fighting a villain one day, and the, the when he picked up a a. a a manhole cover and flung it at somebody and it missed and hit a car. That could have been their car. Hey, man, you cost me money, which I think also plays into the podcast uh, in the game that I listen to every great now and again. Not strictly, but that level of detail, pretty cool. And there, this game has 
that stuff littered throughout. It has a lot mm-hmm. of small nods. It has a lot of little attention to details. Um, again, man, I can't stress this enough. The polish in this game is there. The Absolutely. extra, the extras in this game is there. The uh, Sony uh, seal of approval level of detail is there. Just for for many different compounding reasons, the game play itself was just meh. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm trying to think of more because I know I I I just don't want to leave this and not give all the as much <laughs> of the credit that's due. I don't want to not give this game like a. F- I still can't talk. The game deserves <laughs> better than what I'm giving it. Mm-hmm. And I at least want to try my best to point out the positive aspects as much as I possibly can. Uh, the controls in general, Chris, just web swinging. Uh, you yeah. mentioned in the beginning of how like you have to have something to swing onto. And that is true. And I would further expand that by saying the web swing itself was very fluid. This yeah. is something that apparently people that have played the old or older Spider-Man games were they were worried about because mm-hmm. I mean you want in any game you want the main movement of your character to be fluid you want it to be tight or make sense. Right. Uh, for me, going through the city was very once it took me a little while to get the hang of how to make it really fast i felt like i was doing pretty good at the beginning but i have no problem admitting i probably spent the first 10 five or 10 hours of the game not being really good at webbing i just got around the city once i learned to like let go of my web swing at like the the bottom parabola and yeah. launch forward and then and then swing my web forward to pull me and then find something to to launch off of once i got all those that could do it it became really fluid and i got really good at going around the city really fast yeah it's I, kind of go ahead go ahead uh i i did use the fast travel a couple times, which mm-hmm. will be another little positive for the game because yeah. the little the little cutscenes in the in the uh, the fast travel was pretty funny. Uh, and that seeing changes him, too. Seeing him just like on a subway chilling. There's there was one where like somebody like fell asleep on him, and he's just like yeah, yeah whatever. Uh, seeing him like just like on his phone, just fucking off on his phone. Mm-hmm. Uh, when the city gets overtaken, and seeing him like sticking outside of a door, but looking inside to make sure nobody sees him. Those are pretty cool. I like those. Yeah. It's always nice when a game acknowledges that other things are going on. You know, it's not like yeah. oh, this is a generic loading screen. Everything's okay, but really, everything's on fire. You know, yes. behind him. <laughs> yes. Yes. So yeah, the 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 overall movement of of Peter in the game very good, and the level of detail in all the world. Uh, I I can't really speak to how alive the world was, um, and I mean that to the to, to the degree of I didn't sit in one spot and like follow an NPC and see if they went to fourteen different places. I didn't do anything like that. I spent ninety eight percent of this game up in the air. Oh, like yeah, I was only on the ground unless I had to. Spider Man. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But the detail of like the rooftops, when you would run up a building, 
which I thought was pretty cool. You could like mm-hmm. the 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 whenever he so you got two options basically to traverse the side of a building. You could just hold the direction that you wanted to go, and he would like Spider Man just crawl around the building, which very maneuverable and not tanky at all like if you wanted to go straight up and then turn left he would start turning left but i like the look of him when he was crawling along the wall very uh very flexible and but you could pump that fucking uh, r2 and he would sprint up a wall and the mm. level of detail on certain buildings that are very high class very multi-million dollar buildings awesome i mean just uh what another good thing chris that i wish I should have done more of, uh, and maybe, maybe Chris, someday in the future, if I ever go back through this game, uh, I will try to make it a point to do the in-game camera of this game. Awesome. He could take selfies all over the place, or he could just have screenshots. He could just, you could just, you, you could take screenshots. You can add filters to it. You can zoom, you can pan all that stuff and i love that that is another little staple thing that sony needs to put in so many games that needs to be like a that needs to be a default because that is awesome and this game you're gonna be fucking overloaded with places to take screenshots at every other building you come across you can stop point the camera up and just get a breathtaking view breathtaking Mm, let's see what else what else what else uh no, no load times that I could tell either. Uh, I didn't have any hitching or anything like that. Like no. if I went, if I went across the city, I just went across the city. If I fast traveled, I had a load time. If I did certain yeah. side missions that had night, they happened at night, then there would be a transition. That kind of took a bit, but meh. Didn't really yeah, I, didn't have an issue. Yeah, I think uh, lately we've seen a trend with at least the uh, PS4 Pro games that I've played where load times pretty yeah. good. Yeah. Uh, trying to think of anything else, man. I really am. <laughs> One of again, the things, and go ahead, go ahead. I don't want to jump back to negative stuff, but. Did you, when you were climbing on walls, or more particularly when you were running on walls, was it difficult for, well, I guess this is multi-parts. When you were running on walls, did you think it was a little clunky trying to change direction or even to sometimes get started in the direction you wanted to go? Other yeah. Other than up? Yeah, yeah, I did. And yeah. and also, when I was running up buildings, it was so fucking difficult to get on top of something. Like, if there was a building that had a, until I figured out you could just web onto it or latch onto it or perch right. onto it. But there were early, early on missions or quests or whatever where that, that I would have to go to the top of a building and it, it ended in like a spire or a point. And the thing that I needed was on top of the point or the top of the spire. Mm-hmm. And I could not fucking land on it. I would go up and go straight over it and start traveling back down. Or I jump up and then I get up there and then he would launch himself off with a spire. Yeah. I'd have to web swing back onto it and just yeah. had such a very hard time getting to the top of pointy things. Yeah, another issue I had with the wall climbing stuff was that uh, if I was just say I was clinging to a wall, I often had a hard time getting off of it. Hmm. 
Like I, I would press the buttons and nothing would drop off. I'd have to like hammer them multiple times yes. and push buttons and finally I would drop off. Yes, yes, I remember, I, I feel that too. So yeah, the control the controls in certain parts. It's, yeah, the wall climbing controls not perfect. Had yeah. some had some issues. Uh, the, the little drone chasey thing. Uh, there's a part where I can tell what it wants you to do is hit the wall, run underneath a fire escape, uh, and basically leap to the other building and keep wall running or something like that. I just swung through it because there was no way I was going to be able to hit do that wall run. Yeah. The control is just, I didn't get it, I guess. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Come for the, the story is good. Come for that. Come for the, uh, come for the graphics and the level of quality and the detail and the polish. But yeah, eh, everything else just damn near a once off for me. Like I played it, yeah, cool, and then I yeah. moved on with life. I mean, and to be fair, twenty hours isn't super short. Yeah, um, I know <laughs> we're kind of coming off Persona with a hundred hours and stuff like that, but twenty hours. It's not terrible. Um, This is one of those instances, Chris, where it's like I don't want to complain about the game being short or the main story being short because what you get in that story part is awesome. Like the amount of money and quality that we keep harping on is like, yeah, but that 20 hours, look at the fucking movie, basically. Look at the movie version Mm -hmm. of it. Look at the cutscenes. Oh, man, that's a lot of it's a lot of detail. Yeah. I feel like we could almost, this could be like, if we ever did a format review, I feel like maybe we're doing this game kind of injustice. If we could at least get like a format for it, we could have, we could have set aside the graphics, the sound fidelity, the gameplay, the whatever, whatever. But yeah, if it is, a lot of the polish is going to come through. And that's good, man. I want. I want more games, be it Sony. I mean, I want them all to do it, but that seems to be a thing for Sony lately is trying to pull mm-hmm. out these super high-def games and, you know, attention to detail and all that. And I want that. But yeah. unfortunately, I'm still playing a video game, folks. I'm not watching a movie. <laughs> you may have a lot of movie in your video game, but I want the video game. It it has to be yeah. there. It has to punch me in the stomach. It has to, it has to keep me coming back for more. And this just... I was like, yeah, yeah, was, yeah, I did it. <laughs> Any anything else, Chris? Any final words, or sh- we gonna close the chapter on Spider Man? I don't think so. I think it's. Uh, I, I still have a hard time trying to decide if it would be worth sixty dollars. It's a little harder because I didn't pay sixty dollars for it. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> so I'm like, eh. I I mean, I got my money's worth because I didn't pay anything, but. You know, would I have paid, would I be okay with paying $60 for this game? And I think so. Um, would I recommend other people do it? Only if, I think if you have that comic background, uh, it might be worth it. Otherwise, yeah. it might be one to wait for a little yeah. bit. Uh, another quick aspect we can talk about, uh, or at least mention maybe even fact check real quick if your fingers are good at typing quickly chris okay. is uh, there is planned dlc for this game yes. i think there's three separate dlcs coming out over 
whatever period of time. I don't know if they are they they're not free DLC, correct? I uh, think episodic DLC. I wanna say you have to pay in for October. The, uh-huh. Uh so Episodic DLC, The City That Never Sleeps, will be released in three parts. Uh, first chapter, The Heist, will be released on October 23rd. Has to do with Black Cat, apparently. Uh, Turf Wars and Silver Lining. So it's one a month for the next three months. Oh, wow. And you can either get the uh, City That Never Sleeps DLC as a whole for 25 bucks, or you can buy the individual DLC 10 bucks each month. Okay. So. Well, I, I can tell you now I'm probably not going to get that DLC. Uh, for one, the Black Cat character, uh, the the storyline part of it, the side quest part of it didn't really interest me. And I don't, I didn't finish it, so I don't know if the finishing of it leaves off in a trailer or more to come or leads into this DLC. But, eh, probably won't be, probably won't yeah. be doing it. They now didn't this, give any details on the other two, so not nobody's sure at the moment, I think, on what Turf Wars is. Yeah. But Silver Lining seems to involve Silver Sable. Yeah. That's a ga- good guess, you know. <laughs> yeah. Uh, now, the big another big question will be, well, the first one ended with pretty much a big old cliffhanger where Norman wants to save his son, and we don't know yet still in debate apparently but was that venom da, da, da. i well, while we were talking i looked up venom stuff and i can totally see where you were coming from so yeah it very well could be and again that's yeah that'll be interesting uh but will the, i buy the, t- the sequel will i pre-order the sequel after playing this first one Man, that's a toss-up, folks. I ain't gonna lie, because uh, the game was mediocre, but Venom? Ooh, I don't know. I now, don't know. something we haven't touched on, and be, I don't know how much we want to talk about it, because it's not a huge part of it, but it's still kind of a big deal, is Miles, with yeah. his story, yeah. uh, the ending, and if there is a sequel, I'm curious how that would play in. You know, mm-hmm. what I would love to see is a sequel pick up, with them training together yeah. and some passing of the torch type thing. I can't believe you know? I totally forgot to mention that part of the ending. Yeah, where they're in their, I think they're in Peter's room or they're in Miles' room. He's like, hey, man, got something I want to talk to you about, but I don't want to talk to anybody else. Yeah. He just fucking hops on the ceiling and Peter's like, oh, you. And he hops up on the ceiling and they're yeah. like, hey, we're spider bros. And <laughs> you're like, yeah, that's okay. That's pretty cool. Yeah, I don't know enough about the Spider-Man universe to know how the torch gets passed when it does like that. Yeah, um, but I'd really like to see that. I don't want it. What I don't want is just to start Spider-Man Two and it be Miles. Yeah, and Peter's nowhere to be found. No, nah. I want there to be interaction. I want there to be, you know, the passing of the torch. Like I said. Yeah. Uh, if this series devolves into spy- the next Spider-Man being Venom's reveal, but Venom kills Peter, and the third one is Miles kills Venom. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I'm going to say I called that, and I want to say that it's so fucking predictable. I hope it's nothing like that. I hope I'm completely wrong. But What I would, what I, just spitballing here, completely nothing to base it off of, my thoughts are Peter is getting more serious MJ wants to focus more on his research 
And it's like, hey, I'm going to hang it up for now. If you need me, you know where to find me. But I'm going to leave the city in your hands for now. Yeah. I want to focus on Peter, you know. Yeah, I can see that. I can totally see that. That'd be cool, too. Well, I guess that's going to do it for uh, the End of Time cast discussion on Spider-Man 2018. Uh, yeah, again, I give it a solid six. It's uh, And I hate that. That's a very rough six to give it. I feel like it's also unfair because there's so many variables in that. You know, it's it's such a... It's such a game that meant well and did a lot of good things and gave me what I asked sure. for, but I just, it was just meh at the end of the day. So, uh, guys and gals out there, our audience, please, I definitely would love to know your thoughts on Spider-Man because apparently from what, I, what I've been seeing, this game is sold great. This game is being mm-hmm. received very well. I've heard two separate other podcasts, actually three separate podcasters talk about it, and they've all had great things to say. So uh, I'd love to know your thoughts. We would love to know how you feel. What Do you have this game? Have you played it? Have you beat it? What did you think about it? What were the highs? What were the lows? What things do you have to compare it to? Uh, what did you enjoy the most? What did you enjoy the least? Give us your own little mini review of this game. Were there things that Chris and I discussed that you agree with, that you disagree with? I know there's a lot of those. There's definitely going to be a lot of those. <laughs> uh, just in general, we would love to hear your thoughts on the 2018 Spider-Man PlayStation 4 video game. Uh, any other games we talked about earlier today in the episode you'd like to discuss? Anything at all you'd like to talk about? We always, always love to hear your feedback. We look forward to hearing your feedback. Um, still waiting on some, honestly, but I'm telling you, I, I can't wait. I can't wait to engage with other people out there. That's one of the main reasons why I'm even doing this. Because I like to talk a lot, and I like to talk with fellow gamers. So, uh, if you want to get a hold of us at the end of Timecast, there are many ways to do it. We have a Facebook page. You can just go to Facebook and search for End of Timecast. Uh, maybe how you found this episode right here. We have an email address at endoftimecast at gmail.com. That's endoftimecast at gmail.com. No funny numbers in there. Just spell it as you heard it. We have a Twitter page. You can send us a Twitter thing which is the twit you can you can you can can do whatever you want just get a hold of us some way we love to hear any and all feedback from you our great audience speaking of which just want to give a little quick shout out here uh the 20th of september of 2018 usually right now as small of a number as it is uh laughably small i understand for the world when you see like giant bomb getting tens of thousands of listeners uh, every episode um just shitting out a number here but we seem to average around anywhere from 10 to 15 average listeners for every episode if you are one of those 10 to 15 if you are listening to this episode right now and you have more than like five episodes of us that you've listened to or if you're one of those loyal 25 to 50 people Send us an email. Send us something. We love to hear from you because I want to say definitely to you, thank you for checking us out every week. 
thanks for sticking with us after the long hiatus we have we had uh thank you for sticking around for the for the uh like hosts coming and going and uh all the random episodes and all the discussion and all the corrections like thank you very much for listening it's nice when we get to just check the page and hey man three more people listen to this episode that's awesome that anybody's taking the time to listen to us so would love to hear from you in any way shape or form just even to say hey i'm here whatever you don't have to whatever you want to say so thank you out there to the uh the small few that check us out that's enough for tonight's episode we will catch y'all next time and until next time i'm michael and i'm chris good night everybody <laughs>